probably the TV. I was still watching some of the things before. Got on. What about now? Good. episode 78 glad to be back it's your boy chris j of course and got my boy trail Sav on here yep. and we got pretty much friend of the show at this point uh our boy tyler go ahead and introduce yourself player hey everybody got memorial day all right cool glad yeah, to happy, be back happy memorial day uh, shout out to all our fallen fallen uh, soldiers who represented and protected and fought for this country. Uh, you are in our memories and prayers. So, but we have a pretty stacked episode today. So, especially in terms of stuff that's been going on in terms of basketball and the sorts. So, with that being said, uh, not a lot really happened in wrestling this past week. Uh, I'd rather start off with some good news. First, um, good news being Apollo Cruz is now our United States champion. Shout out to Apollo Cruz. Uh, you can't talk worth a damn, but bro, it is good to see a black man with a belt anytime. So we gotta honor that, honor it when we can. So it's greatly appreciated, Tyler. I can still hear the background noise. See, it's a little loud. Um, ain't trying to get shut down. So, but um. But yeah, G, like it's really good. To what about see- now? Yeah, you good. Uh, but yeah, it's really okay. good to see Apollo Crews uh get this moment, beat Andrade for the belt on Raw. We're recording on Memorial Day, of course, so of course you know that. But yeah, so shout out to Apollo Crews. Reactions. Um, well, I still gotta watch the match, but um, like you said, I'm glad to see that he finally, you know. Got like got his spot in the um on the team, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> for me, yo, shout out to bro, same skin color. I'm not a fan of Apollo Crew, so I just I'm just not. Hey, look, um, that's, that's that honesty, G. Shoot, like shoot, like just because he's black, yeah, don't gotta be yeah, a fan. But we can. I'm be just happy not. I can't. I can't get in. I can't get involved and just think like. Uh, that this man, I just can't do it, bro. I, I can't. I'm gonna try my best to accept it, but I just think somebody else should have took that from Andrade. You know what I'm saying? Get where you're coming from. Like, I get it. Even though he was getting pushed the moment he got traded to Raw, like, Paul Heyman sees something that we don't see, and it's just one of those things we just gotta see where it goes. Honestly, like he's a good performer, ring performer, so we gotta give him that credit. Can't like I said, he can't talk worth a damn. But could it be anybody else? Yeah, it could have been Humberto, but I'm tired of him getting his ass whooped. And Andrade literally ran through the whole mid card at this point, so you kind of need a reset in a way. That's kind of look at it. It's like a reset. So we'll see where it goes from here. 
So, uh, but yeah, so good news in that aspect. Uh, moving on, uh, that's AEW had their pay per view double or nothing. Uh, I watched highlights of it, really solid showing. Uh, nothing made, no, nothing really bad in terms of matches and nothing like that, but that's not none of my concerns. They always put on solid to good matches. Uh, I will say this. TNT title, ass. That's all I really need to say in regards to that. Yeah, I, but what I saw, nothing really bad. Um, just a bunch of, uh, you know, what people say about uh, AEW things of that nature. Um, and uh, for me, I, I think the I, I personally like the the um <laughs> I personally like the what you call it better uh the um what's this called uh money in the bank better than the than a football arena match uh oh yeah the foot yeah yeah but I think the football match was. was was good in his own, except for the drowning spot. That was weird, but I get what you just muted yourself. All right, I don't know why he muted yourself, but uh, what the drowning spot was a little weird. It was funny, but weird at the same time, mainly because it was Matt Hardy doing it. I don't know if Datra realized he muted himself, but uh, but yeah, like that was a really weird spot. But uh, Tyler, your thoughts. Um, well, this is my first, like, actual, except besides the first AEW pay-per-view, the first double or nothing, this is the first one I watched and since that one, and I thought it was pretty solid. Like you said, it wasn't nothing, like, major, but they did manage to put on a pretty good show, you know, considering what's going on. And, um, I would say the match, yeah, like, the, the main event match, the, fo- the football arena match was pretty entertaining. Like how they, I like the the um the spot where Omega did the uh what's the what's it called the one winged angle off yeah, I mean one-winged. angel off the uh off the st- uh out of the stands into that box. That was a pretty good move, but overall I thought it was solid. You know, so you know, shout out to them for doing what they're supposed to do and put on a good show. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree. Uh, also, uh, if you are watching Raw, Raw currently also has a live fans there. It's like, it's like probably no more than like 20 people, 20 people in the crowd. And they got them mic'd up too, so it's kind of neat in that aspect. So, just throwing it out there as well. But, uh, so we can kind of go into the sad news that happened in wrestling this past week. Uh, Japanese pro wrestler Hana Kimura. Hopefully, I'm not butchering her last name. Uh, she unfortunately has passed at the age of 22 due to suicide, due to uh, people pretty much being assholes. Let's just be straight up about it. Just people being assholes about something that happened on a reality TV show in Japan. I'm not really familiar with it like that, nor do I want to just like go ahead and watch that clip because, like, honestly, it don't make a difference. Uh, being an asshole and bully about reality TV is wrong in all aspects, and you gotta remember that 
no matter how like you got like it's oh if you want if you want to comment go ahead but if you're going to be an asshole about it be a bully about it you're going to the extreme that makes people look sit there and look at social media in a negative light in those aspects but it's a really sad situation really was an up-and-coming talent really good talent uh Kari Sane is really hurt by it, by the way. Like, her tweet kind of really shook me up a little bit um, once she translated. But prayers up to her family, friends, peers, because this is just a really, really sad situation. Uh, Daytra, your thoughts? That's just stupid. Either way, go. Like, today, people was dogging Alexa Bliss. I mean, a popular person who... Um, the internet wrestling community uh, dogged Alexa Bliss for um, saying, and this is the thing, right? And let me start by saying, yeah, sorry to the Japanese wrestler who went through that. She shouldn't have went through that. But I want to bring up how everybody say, you know, thoughts and prayers, but they they still, people still take wrestling too seriously. Mm-hmm. The video of, um, of JD saying something about Alexa Bliss and I blocked him on our Twitter page, Chris, so you probably won't be able to see it unless some people did screenshots. And I did for, like, a report block thing so he could be suspended. Because he basically he was saying, like, and, you know, yeah, we, I know we say our things about how beautiful female wrestlers is, but he said something weird uh, in which uh, that the way she lay down, all she do is lay down in the ring, and she looks like she, then I imagine how she has sex, and she looks oh. like, um... Uh, that when if she's having sex, anybody could do anything with her. Wow. Um, and stuff like that. All right, now they could be cracking with more than we. Are we over more than Stuff like that is the reason. Um, like wrestling fans are just dumb. Like and 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 and. And it just it's just it's just a bad bad look. And like bully is a word that gets strong thrown around a lot. And I'm not necessarily gonna, you know, throw around the bully but oh this person's bullying this person and, and bully that bully that. No, I'm not gonna do that. But what I am going to do is throw around the this nigga's dumb word. And it's just dumb. Like, bro, we and he talked about and then he backpedaling because because you went through one of the more popular female wrestlers, you're going to get stands coming at your mentions. And people came in his mentions all freaking day. And he was trying to say, Well, y'all reverse bullying me because y'all just supposed to stand up for me and tell them not to do these things and such and such and such and such. And it's just the whole cesspool. And he's 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 gardening. He he's getting what he wants from it and which is people revolving around him. And it's a lot of people that hate Alexa Bliss, and now people are saying for no reason. Being mad at somebody talking to you about a scripted TV show and stuff like that, and it's just dumb. And then he's going out to say I'm passionate about WWE and I'm passionate about that company. And woo woo woo. So a lot of people are. Uh, it's it's a cesspool with that. And I say all that to say is that it's garbage. Just anywhere it goes. I don't like Apollo Cruz. The last thing I want to say is Apollo Cruz is a trash wrestler. He deserved to get hit by a truck. I'm not gonna say that. I'm just not. Yeah, you just keep What's your the opinion, point of saying? Like you just say, "Hey, I think he's trash," and move on. Like, hey. 
No, no, I might even throw the trash word out. Like, I just don't like. I just don't like his. I'm not a fan. Oh, that yeah. Yeah, it's just like. Uh, it's just weird. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, anything you want to add? Um. Well, when I you know, first heard about the situation, it was just like. It was just another situation where it was like sadness because you know we just lost Shad, you know, blessed to have in the Shad, and just you know losing anybody at at all, you know, it just sucks in it. But you know, considering that people, you know, are, like how Daytrip was explaining that the guy on Twitter was, um, you know, trashing her and everything, you know, being real, you know, just bogus about the situation is like. People just gotta learn to be smarter or just shut up, you know, in general. If you don't have nothing, you can't say anything positive or you know, just give just give your condolences or don't, you know. Yeah, I feel you. And uh I'm also glad you mentioned uh rest uh rest in peace to Shad uh Gaspert, you uh former member of Crime Time. Uh he died last week saving his son. And still, it's really a tragic situation on that. Um, really is the out like, even though it's like a bittersweet thing, but I'm glad his body was recovered instead of just lost in sea and all of that. Because, like, at least in a, it's peace in that aspect to his family, but prayers to his wife and his son like that. His son has to live with the fact that, like, that happened, he was part of it. But I'm glad his son is okay as well. But prayers to his family friends like that's a really sad situation like even like if you have Vince McMahon react to you you know like it's a big deal really big deal in terms of just how everything about that situation happened but rest in peace to Shad yeah definitely Uh, R.I.P. not much to say about that other than he a hero yeah he's definitely a hero and and also, just everybody kind of recognized Crime Time. Like, dude, he was like big folks on Crime Time. Like, it's it's still crazy how people recognize him for like him off just that one thing. But like, he was memorable to a lot of people. Like, that was I remember standing for Crime Time to win the tag team belts when uh, they I think who they were going against Miz the Miz show at SummerSlam. I wanted them to win that match so badly, but at this point it didn't happen. But it'd be that or even before that. Even before I wanted them to win the belts, I remember. Like, hey. I remember a specific time where I re- like they really should have took the belts off. Of, um, it was like 2007. Who what was the name of that one tag team with Trevor Murdoch and, and Lance Cade? I think that was just the name. Oh well, they should have took the belts off of them. Yeah, for sure. But it never, you know, came through. But I, like they had a, a lot. The memorable moments. I think the most memorable one, you know, promo wise to me, was Survivor Series 06 when Lita retired and they came out and you know threw all her stuff out there. That was a pretty memorable. It was funny. Yeah. That was hilarious. Just they had a lot of hilarious moments. So, but um, definitely prayers up to the man's G. Uh, he had an impact on many people, G. Like in many aspects, G. So. With that being said, that's it for wrestling. So, uh, 
not really much happened this week in terms of wrestling besides a lot of the sad stuff. We don't want to bear on the sad stuff. But um, let's go into the NBA. Uh, just to knock the sad stuff out the way NBA-wise. Um, RIP to Jerry Sloan, Utah Jazz coach, former Utah Jazz coach, and uh, former Chicago Bull as well. Uh, Jerry Sloan, you would be... That's, this one was really caught me off guard. I remember I was about to get ready for work, and I just saw on ESPN, Jerry Sloan has died. I'm like, what? So, and it's really sad. Like, Jerry Sloan was a hell of a coach, really good coach for a really long time. Uh, literally, like, coached the Jazz to their t- only two finals appearances, by the way. But for most of their success, he was their coach. Was the coach of that franchise, and... Hell of a coach, and also was one arguably the best bull until Michael Jordan got there. So, <laughs> hey, but uh, prayers to Jerry Sloan and his family uh, in regards to that. What'd you say, Chris? Uh, we were talking about Jerry Sloan. Uh, I, yeah, so I mean, that's that. I hope I'll be Jerry Sloan. Uh, it's just a sad week in general. Um, I know he was one of the, the GOAT coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Pop said that he was a mentor to him. And he was a great coach. I know the, 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 the Jazz uh, organization is kind of hurt. Uh, manager, I wasn't born when he probably was in his coaching high, so I, I really ain't got nothing I can say about it. But, uh, man, RP. Tyler, you can go ahead. Anything you want to say about Jerry Sloan? Um, pretty much that you guys said. It just I had I don't did anybody hear like foul or was it just natural causes? Uh, natural causes. He had like some. He had a form of dementia. He had a form of dementia, and it was something else. Like it was mainly physical. Everything was physical. Like. Pretty much old age type death, unfortunately. Like I hate to phrase it that way, but natural old age causes. But at least you know, you know, at least that's probably the more peaceful way to go than anything. So yeah. at least you know he went out, you know, with peace, and hopefully he did. You know, rest in peace. You know, condolences to his family. Because mm-hmm. I think he was dealing. I think it wasn't health issues. One of the reasons he was um, he had retired from coaching around the time he retired too. It wasn't, like, I really don't remember, because even, like, and I'm mad I didn't kind of do the research to see if it was health-related, but I just remember Darren Williams being the reason and all of that, so, you know. But, but you know, he definitely is one of the legendary coaches, you know, it's just sad to see him go, but, like I said, he went away peacefully, so that's, all anybody can when they go yeah definitely agree with that uh but yeah like he also has a very impressive freaking coaching uh like he he only had one season under 300 as the coach of the jazz or under 500 i mean one, one where they had an under 500 record and that was 2004 05 and they that's probably the year they got darren williams <laughs> so but yeah, overall, like always, a really solid coach for the Jazz. Uh, he coached the Bulls for a little bit. I did not know that. They were cheeks, except for one year. But 
Yeah, like overall, really good coach, and it's really impressive to see like coaches like this where they just have a like a long-standing idea of success, which is always really good to see as well. But definitely prayers for Jerry Sloan, his family, the Jazz organization. Uh, not Utah, not Utah at all, but the Jazz organization. Prayers for you guys. Um, so. And then, just so we can hurry up and end the sad news, Patrick Ewan has the uh, corona. Uh, prayers to Patrick Ewan. Uh, he is out the hospital, though, so good signs in that aspect. So, But definitely prayers up for Patrick Ewan, full recovery, and all that good stuff. So, with that. All right, nothing to add there. All right, cool. So... Uh, where do you guys want to go first? Do we want to talk about the NBA comeback plan, last dance? Which one? Which of the two you guys want to go first? Mm-hmm. Which one of y'all want to go first? Do we want to recap the last dance or talk about the NBA's comeback plan? Uh, last dance be longer. All right, so NBA comeback plan first. So, unless you've been yep. living under a freaking rock uh the nba is pretty much on a uh well on the path of returning by mid-july um yeah by mid-july june the first week of june uh the plan is for players to return to their uh cities uh for workouts and stuff and then they hope to do a training camp and then the season is supposed to start or and or resume by uh, the end of July, July being the end of July being the latest of when they want things to uh, resume. But with that being said, uh, there's also things that the league is trying to implement on how they want things to co- uh, come back. There are uh, some teams saying they just want their players to report direct. Oh yeah, league is also pretty is going to come back at Disney World. So uh, the NBA champion will be crowned at Disney World. So shout out to that. Um, so that's guaranteed to happen. And with that said, teams, how are they going to make a court in Disney world? There's a, a section of Disney world called worldwide, uh, arena sports or something like that, where they have like three, uh, arenas. So yeah. So well, that I actually like that. didn't know. I haven't been to Disney world in some years. Exactly. So like they, they have the access. They have the uh, what's the word? The uh, materials and stuff for like that's nothing. It's literally Disney World. Everything is there. But um, they they have yeah. I think it's three rings. Like either three or five. I forgot, but I know it's three for sure. So that makes it easy. So uh, that makes it easy for when they decide what they wanted, how they're gonna restart, whether or not they want to do um. Like play a few game regular season games, then go to the playoffs, or totally just go straight to the playoffs because some teams is trying to figure out what they want to do, so that way they can either a send the players directly to Disney World, or b uh do a training camp at their uh the team's practice facility and then go to Disney World. So either way, Muggs is going to Disney World to play basketball, and that sounds pretty damn lit. So, but um, before we uh, get into one of the uh, options, y'all thoughts on 
the league pretty much looking like it's coming back. Concerns, pros, cons, all that stuff. Go ahead and vent that shit. Happy. Uh, I'm happy. Um, I'm happy. I, I don't have really not. I don't. The cons is weird because you you still gotta see how certain things go over with this virus situation. But um, I think the brunt of people of, of people being scared of it is over, especially like you know. Major companies, sports companies, things like that. Um, but hopefully by July, everything will be open back up in which we wouldn't need to even be make that a concern. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy. I, I want to see NBA back. Uh, but the format, though, that you'll be talking about soon, that's what I want to talk about. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, Tyler? Well, of course, I'm definitely happy anytime any basketball comes on TV, but it's just good to, you know, see the current players, you know, be able to come back and do their thing. It's exciting, you know, to have it at Disney World. Like, I feel like the finals actually happen in Disney World. Like, that's going to be something that could turn into something where, um, you know, once things, whenever we get to, like, a new normal, you know, that could be a, you know, an alternate location. For you know, for future NBA finals, possibly you know, depending on how ratings go and stuff like that. Um, and like Trail said, like I'm definitely excited to um, see how this if they're really gonna go ahead and go with this new uh, playoff seeding system because this is definitely the best time to test it out with it being a situation where you know all the the teams that's below 500 are pretty much not gonna are gonna be what. I heard they're going to be considered non-essential teams. So, you know, they're automatically kind of eliminating themselves already. And, um, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting though, the, like the, uh, the, um, one bracket that we saw on the, on social media where it was like some Eastern conference teams versus Western conference teams already in like the first couple rounds, like a lot of those matchups look pretty exciting if they were to come, you know, become a reality so i'm looking forward to that yeah i feel you uh hold on i'm about to so before we get into the but like yeah as Tyler was mentioned there will be like we did see the little possible uh we go straight to the playoffs which i was saying they should do regardless when they come back but uh the nba did send polls to teams front offices and gms about what scenarios they would like to see, and those would be teams go directly to the playoffs, which I'm okay with, but I want to twist with that. A playoff plus option that includes a play-in tournament for the final seeds, which I think would be the most fair. Uh, play out the full regular season, which I think would encourage, um, which would also encourage. Um, them trying to get the full TV money because I think they need to play 70 games to ensure they fulfill the contract with ESPN and TNT, which I think they're going to do regardless. And a traditional playoff format and reseed all the teams, which is what we're more likely going to talk about. And pretty much they expect to finish the season, the latest they expect the season to be finished by November 1st, which 
damn, that's a lot of goddamn time. Uh, but yeah, so that's the scenario that the league is in currently. Uh, in terms of that, uh, I know that Michelle Roberts is going to be. She's the uh, pre- not the president, but the director of the uh, the uh, what you call it? The fuck is this? She is the uh, director, I believe, of the uh, players uh, players union, pretty much, and she'll be doing uh, conference calls with players at each team, uh, pretty much about the situation and, uh, with everything going on. So that's gonna be interesting in itself. We'll, so we're pretty much gonna be learning more as the week go by by the end of the week i think something will be fully guaranteed or at least by next week i mean by the, by next week at the latest we'll know for sure what the full plan is but uh Detroit, i know you're excited to talk about the potential straight to the playoff format where they just reseed everybody to be one through 16 i'll let you uh talk about that you heard me All right. Oh, I muted myself because my dog was barking. My bad. Um, so seventy percent of me wants it to be straight to the playoffs, but another thirty percent of me is thinking like, what the how other people feel like Dame, who was four games behind, or other teams who can get it together. I personally believe it should go straight to the playoffs. One, it adds stakes into watching TV, um, and in order to to and this is coming off the dome, but in order to fulfill those seventy games, I mean those seventy, yeah, the, the seventy games thing for people to watch TV, the teams that's not in the playoffs, you could do some type of tournament or some type of thing for that. Um, but I, 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 I think I don't want like the last thing I want is for players to continually get rusty. Yeah. I don't think any amount of practices can make you be non-rusty. You know, and the way things are with the seedings and stuff, the last thing you want to do is have such and such player go against this player and things get awry. Personally, I also don't want it to be longer because I hate for LeBron James to go against Kevin Durant in the first round. I think that should be extended. I I don't think – like KD is adamant of saying he is not coming back this season, no matter what. So that's not a concern to nobody's eyes. Oh, I was just, uh, you know, not not like on the scary aspect. Like I think that should be like a that shouldn't be something that's the first game we should watch to into a playoff. That's just something yeah. we should wait for. But um, the way the seedings are now, I think is perfect. Like because you're able to see better matchups, and and also you're able to see see like. Brian ended up having to see uh the Raptors again create that whole scenario. No matter where he go, he owns uh he owns uh he owns the six the Bronto. But, the soul um, of Toronto. Yeah, but uh, I like it. Uh, hopefully, it can come back. You know, and I'm thinking the same thing that you guys are thinking in terms of like seeding and stuff like that. Like, how do that work? But you know that's not for us. To, for us to think that's for the 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 NBA to do. But I I want it back, uh, and I hope that I want them to do the one sixteen moving forward because conferences don't matter. Like all that matters, like at the end of the day, like 
low key home court don't matter until you in finals. Like that's the only I think that's the only time it matters. Um, and it's not like your football where you playing in different weather. Like you win a stadium. Uh, now I understand that some that, 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 I'm not gonna say that because some people because some people like the way conferences is like I could be like the Minnesota is the West Conference is in the West, so it's not like the travel thing is big. Because say for instance, Minnesota go against LA, it's still a big old travel thing. Um. It's not as big as like New York LA, and stuff like that, but but still, like I, I personally right. believe that um that the whole conference thing can be eradicated, tell the truth. I think it I'm I'm cool with it for this situation solely because they're gonna be in one location. And even when you look at the standings, uh either way there's the one through eight in the east is still all eight teams making the playoffs regardless. Um, like, if they do it, I, mm-hmm. I would rather them – like, I still – just to make sure the players have some type of, A, let's play a couple of games, do two, three, make two to five games just to make sure, like, A, get y'all jump shots together or something. I don't know. Uh, get used to back to running on the court. or And plus, get used to freaking playing at Disney World because, like, some players and teams, they're just so used to playing at – certain arenas i'm like playing a or even not getting used to playing with no crowds because to some niggas this might yeah. it's a possibility this is gonna look like them freaking uh where does where did they where did nba players be hooping at having them pick up games at um what's that place called yeah, i don't June, know what gym not June, but um it's like Sky something yes yeah, whatever that gym is where they be having them pick up games it might look like that because it's like, oh yeah, bro, like shit. Even though it's a professional game, ain't no fans. It's just me just going up, chucking up shots. <laughs> so, but it could look like that. We don't know, but exactly. like, I feel like they should definitely give them two to five games, which would be fair for a team like Portland, the Pelicans, to be like, hey, uh, John Morant, we think you was doing nothing but fucking IG bitches during the whole time, while a Dame out here trying to stay in basketball shape and all of that, trying to get to the playoffs. So I would like speaking to of players in the basketball, James Harden lost so much weight. James Harden, it, I think I said it on last week's pod where I said I think James Harden's gonna come out out of shape. I apologize, James Harden. G, you look like you lost weight. He's in really good freaking shape. Really so do. out to James Harden. Looks uh, like rookie year, James Harden. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to James Harden. Like he looks like he was actually in shape. Shout out to Westbrook, um, keeping your man's in check. But wait, like, I would like to see Portland get a chance, or even New Orleans try to uh, fight for that chance. But also, I think it'd be best that they did do the play-in tournament as well, because I think that would kind of up the game thingy, where you just let uh Washington for like the East. Oh hell, fucking no. Uh. Ugh. <laughs> for the East, it'll be Orlando, Washington, Charlotte, and the Bulls. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I don't dude? know what to say about look, that. Neither of those teams is moving in, but look, bro. Like it would be, I would love to see Bradley Beal drag this team <laughs> to to the uh, to the playoffs just so Giannis. <laughs> 
can say, hey, bro, this is where you can uh, you give them like a showing of like in a sweep, like, bro, join me, bro. Join me. So that would be really dope to see, honestly. Uh, but I think uh, like Orlando's probably kind of safe, but like I want to see Dame get get a shot, G. So like the West will be more interesting because you got Memphis, yeah, Portland, New Orleans, do. and the Kings, and or the Spurs. So I would like to see the playing tournament, honestly. Like I think that'd be really good and fair, at least. So, but uh. But for the one through sixteen thing, like I'm really for it in every aspect. Uh, let me pull the damn bracket up so I can look at it. Um, just have that shit up, cause like even though I think it's a collision course for the finals that we're probably going to get, uh, it's still uh, interesting. So. If you was to seed everybody one through sixteen, Bucks would be the first seed, Lakers would be two seed, uh the Raptors would be the third seed, Clippers is four, Celtics five, uh what is the other six? The Nuggets would be six, uh Rockets seven, Heat eight, Rockets I mean uh OKC nine, Jazz ten, Pacers eleven. Sixers twelve, Mavericks thirteen, Grizzlies fourteen, Nets fifteen, Magic sixteen, and I'm just gonna keep it G real. Uh, just looking at it and like how the bracket would look if they were to just start the playoffs. G, the Clippers might have the toughest road. I can see them. I can see when say get to Miami. Miami can take them six or seven. Like, let me the, see. I think it's. I think it's like between. Yeah, I think between the Bucks and the Clippers, I had the hardest. Yeah, they got the hardest. Because no matter what, they see in each other. Yeah, they got to see each other. That like, they they. So yeah, we're back. Uh, Zoom got these stupid rules and regulations, but um, as I was saying, like the Clippers have the tough, like, like just because they're at the bottom four, their role, they have to play the Mavericks. That's going to be a tough game regardless. That's going to be a tough series regardless to me because Luka and Porzingis is hungry, especially Luka. I think Luka ain't going to go like no bitch. And another thing about the Clippers, their team is still really new. Like, yeah, Kawhi and Paul George is probably going to be really freaking healthy. But that team has literally no chemistry in a lineup. They can just throw out there and say, hey, we're winning with this lineup. So we don't know. Um, but um, what was I saying? But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Clippers, because they got to play the Mavericks. And then if they win that series, you're going against either the Celtics or the Sixers. That's another tough series. And That's I think tough. And I think the six if they get the Sixers, they the Sixers might beat them. The Sixers Yo, is arguably the most dangerous team crazy. in the finals. I mean the playoffs. If they get Boston, Boston can take the niggas to seven. Yeah, Boston. Just, I can see that. No, you no, that's not a cat. I think Boston will give them a, a series too. Because just like the Clippers got, Boston got exact the same thing. They got a scrappy point guard and they got two wings. Zach and Ball, bro. Yep. And they're younger. 
So and they hungry. And like the Celtics, like if it's like so I hate the Celtics as an organization. But bro, I like the players they have, bro. If they was not Celtics, if they were any other team, I would love these niggas. Like I love Tatum. I love Marcus Smart. I like Jalen Brown. They got niggas who can hoop and not scared to hoop, G. So like they bro, can, I need to see a, a Jason, I need a Pat Beverly and um Exactly. But like whoever the Clippers get in that next round, that's going to be a series. They can potentially lose. You will, you could potentially lose to the bucks. Like you can potentially lose to the bucks. And even though I highly doubt this happens, the Heat could possibly upset the Bucks, and I could see the Heat possibly upsetting the Clippers, because Jimmy Butler don't give a fuck. No, I think at everybody if so, if he wants to say the easiest, right? I think from easiest to hardest, you go the lower bracket, so the six and fourteen. That's yeah. the easiest. For any anyone, to, like the Nuggets can skate there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Toronto kind of be hard, but I think. In a sense, they, they, they got enough depth to beat Toronto, right? Then there's a tie between... Because Lakers, Lakers versus Rockets, they see the Rockets, bro. That's a tough series. That's a Even tough series, regardless. Just because of the Harden rules, bro. Like, it's, and, it's a tough series for them because just they don't do well against guard-heavy teams. And it's exactly. going to be a series where you need... Of- that's the, the series best. where you need AD to play. Like, nigga, I'm not about to let Robert Covington or PJ Tucker who, uh, think they can guard me. That's the only way you win that series. Yeah, no, exactly. But the funny thing is, I can see the Jazz beating the Rockets. So Yeah, we joked about it all, all season. <laughs> so, it's depending on how it goes. Um, but... Like the Clippers, the Clippers gonna have a hard road no matter what. Cause you see, you like your perfect world. You beat the Mavericks, and you don't have to go against Philly. You go against Celtics. That's still you playing at least what? So I say, if you go six, you go on the six. They should take the Mavericks to five, but you're going six or seven against either the Celtics or uh, or Philly. You're going exactly. So how many games is that? Mm -hmm. Like what? That's, thir- that's almost like 12, games. 13 right there. Like, that's a lot and of games right there. you guarantee to go seven against Giannis. That's if Giannis let you. I honestly think we're going to see a different Giannis in this playoff series. Because <laughs> I think anybody, if he goes against anybody in the playoffs, other than like a Braun KD team, Giannis wins the chip by himself. Like, solely off of how great of a player he is. Mm. That's my take. Because I think... I think I don't know if, and this is when like greatness comes into like a basketball type thing. I don't know if like Giannis got the tools to stop like an AD and a Bron. Mostly a playoff. I just swept this whole side of my bracket because nobody can touch me, Bron. You know what I'm saying? Like, if the niggas see the Raptors, like that's a sweep for them. Because Marcus All Marcus All ain't gonna be able to touch AD. Marcus All is washed. Pa- Pascal Siakam too small, and then you still got big people in the whole like 
they're two that they're big and no homo. And <laughs> but for me, um, I I personally, I personally think that Giannis with barring seeing a broad team, I think he can whoop the Clippers because I don't see anybody on the Clippers who can stop him. Maybe Kawhi can contain him, but they don't have that same defense like they had with that Raptors team. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same. You can't Agreed. throw you can't throw Marcus All, Pascal, Kawhi, Danny Green, even a little bit of Cal Lowry all at once like that. Hey, what's the other thing? Norman Powell, all them dudes at once like they did. Cause they like you can't. And now you got people like don't they got like Wesley Matthews? They got Wesley Matthews. They got yeah, Chris Middleton can probably show up. I, honestly, I think they should have traded Chris Middleton when they have the chance. But like yep. you got these shoot, I would have made a pocket to Bradley Bill somewhere. Shoot, I'm still hoping that's a possibility during the offseason. It's still a possible man. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much possible. You want him to stay? Because I would honestly rather see him go to the Bucks than for. Any other team? Next, because next is going. That next team really was like cat, bro. I, that's why I didn't even that's put it on the top of list. That's not worth talking about. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, me personally, I think like, um, I hate to get off topic with like like basketball and stuff, but um, seeing Bron, I mean seeing Chris Middleton ship to Washington and seeing Bradley Bill on Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee win a chip off that team. Yeah, that's guaranteed. I can see it because that's, that's a guaranteed. legit number two. Like, like perfect. Um, but yeah. Uh, Tyler, your uh, your thoughts on the uh bracket potential bracket? Um, I would say the sleeper team, like. Let's say this is that off year that that one team sneaks in again, even though last year was technically the off year because the Raptors snuck in and beat everybody. But let's say because of the circumstances now, if there was a team that I would pick to to win the whole thing, just you know surprise everybody, I think it would be Miami. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say win anything, but I think they can upset a couple nuggets. Yeah, they can up. Like I so wouldn't be surprised the if they really were to be if they ended up facing the Clippers or even the Bucks. I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow come out, you know, come out of both of those series just because this is like this is their time to seize a moment. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not necessarily picking them to to beat Milwaukee or even the Clippers, but they are definitely they have the the personnel to be capable of doing something like that. And I think it comes to the sense of like how I see things. I think I think it all like especially with this season, it's kind of like a game of matchups. Yep. Yeah, for so, sure. In this season, that, like I think in that in that bracket that we're looking at right now, like even though even though like the Houston, the Lakers don't do good with Houston when it comes to like guard guard playing stuff like that. You look at it, you, it as in a chess game and thing like that, or you look at it as in a, a matchup. As like, all right, we have bad guard play when it comes to defending those guards, but who in their right mind can beat Bron and AD as a combo on the pick and roll? 
Like, because Harden allows the three ball and get calls. And that gets dwindled in the playoffs. Even though I still think Harden will get here. And Russ can't. And, and, and Russ ain't going to be able to beat Russ when the game is slow to a pace in which the Lakers play. Mm-hmm. So, Agreed. when you look at that, that's the matchup. And I, I see what you're coming from. When you look on the other side, it'd be like, say for instance, skate past the 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 Milwaukee. Even though I honestly think, like, Greek Freak is, I just think that it's his time to either be in the finals or be a champion. I just think it's there. I think it's, it's what we're going to see. If it, if he don't win a chip this year, I definitely think it's next year, no matter what he does. If he stays in Milwaukee or he leaves it and go to the Golden State Warriors, in which we would be in the same situation <laughs> we was two years prior. But I just don't want to see it go down that way, though. But I think his time is coming. Yeah, I, I just don't want to see it in I, the I Warriors agree. uniform. Maybe. But, um, and but say for instance, when it comes to the matchups on the Clippers side, the amount of bodies, no homo, that the Clippers, I mean, the Heat could throw at Kawhi, Paul George. And the amount of like not even just athleticism, but fat, like they can run the court, like Bam, Bam gonna have a field day with Montrez. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He might literally Bam, Bam might send Montrez to God. Or make Bam look like like O one Shaq. Man, I, I want to say O one right. Shaq, but you gonna make him look like Dwight in uh in O nine. Oh yeah, oh nine Dwight for sure. <laughs> like Dwight and I want to say oh nine Dwight. He's gonna look like Chris Bosh in fourteen, but <laughs> <laughs> and that's really freaking good. But I'm not exactly. gonna tell uh, No, ain't that the year Tim Duncan got, took his soul? Yeah, Tim Duncan <laughs> took his soul in both well, finals. They, we don't talk about it. <laughs> we don't. We'll talk about that in a later day. But G. <laughs> My soul was taken both series. They don't talk about the point <laughs> until he lost. <laughs> but that's a different thing. Yeah, Shout out to Bo, my, one of my favorite players of all time. But, uh, uh, snap my fingers, snap my fingers, snap my fingers. But, like, uh, personally, the way the matchups is, I just think anybody could be upset. Except for, like, I think the Rockets could upset the Lakers, to be completely honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of just like they playing they they style the basketball. This is also the Rockets. Like this is their they have to do it this year type of year. They gotta oh, they gotta make what, that push. Well, that was every year, man. I don't think yeah. I don't think they blow it up. I don't think you lose James Harden. I think you get a I think you get a haul for Westbrook. I don't think you blow it up. Like if anything, no. If like, anything, then then Tony's gone. Yeah, Dan Tony's going regardless. You just, you just as far as people really taking the Rockets seriously as a contender, I think feel like if they don't take advantage of this this year, I mean everybody's really supposed to take advantage of this situation for real. But they just kind of, I just wouldn't really take them seriously as contenders after this year, unless they make another like, unless they just somehow come back next year and they, you know it just clicks and they got it together, but. And that could happen and get the right coach. But uh, for me, I'm looking at Philly, and I'm like, I know we've been hard on Philly all year. Here. 
all I'm year still, he been I still want to see them make it, but they I just gotta think, they gotta put it together. And I th- it's just reason why I think it's just going to work is that young Ben Simmons is healthy, and Bede is literally getting enough rest, and he's going to be healthy as about as healthy as you can get him to be. <laughs> and if they're just on the same page, it can work. I think there's no team if Philly is got it right. I can see them going to the finals this year. I can see it. It's just the biggest question is can they get it together? But we that's the same question we have for the Rockets, and that's the same question we even will have for the Heat. Will it just work? But I, they're my big sleeper team is Philly because I want them to succeed. I want to see MB succeed. I want to see Ben Simmons succeed. It's just on paper when you look at it. Before he becomes up, a bull. Yeah, Ben Simmons Man, might be a future bull if it don't I work. My damn straight. Not let me be the coach of the Philadelphia Sixers, bro. Because I'm playing that team like I play on 2K, bro. Niggas move off the way. Ben Simmons coming through. Can't nobody guard. Pretty much. <laughs> that's, how I'm, that's how I'm coaching. Trading Joe LMB free agency. It's just like, <laughs> that's what I'm going. But, um,. Speaking of free agency, before we go to the last dance, uh, how do y'all feel free agency going to go after the season over with? Will it be like think... a two-piece? Season ends well, in July. Yeah, on well, a happy in, in well, July, like... late July, early August, on a happy note. Do you, do, do you have an extended free agency? Do you start things up back in December and then keep it that way? Like, with free agency, like for one, I don't think it's gonna be no major player moves because for yeah, one, nobody salary really cap is about to be zapped. Out of, coming out of a contract this year, yeah. Like, f- luckily, nobody majors coming out of a contract besides AD, uh, really, and Drummond. But and AD more like is going to sign back because it's like yeah, and Drummond and Drummond said, I think Drummond Drummond's not like Drummond's um player option. Yeah, so Drummond's a player option, so he. Yeah, it's like if you're any player, I'm like I don't think in terms of free agency, we're going to see no like major changes. Like we may see like you know the veteran movement, veteran minimal movements and shits like that. But in terms of like major free agents, AD is probably going to sit tight and be like, "Hey, look, man, I thought I was about to get two hundred something million. Salary cap said my max is about to be one eighty. I'm staying here. <laughs> it's like there's nowhere else for me to go." Or you pull a LeBron like one plus one, two plus one deal until so that way you could just get as much money as you can because by then LeBron's contract will be up and I highly doubt LeBron is going to sit there and demand a max again. But by, by at that point of his career, it's going to be like one of them thank you contracts, but it's not going to be like we're going to fuck up the freaking uh, salary cap for you, LeBron. Cause you, it's not gonna you, be what they did to Kobe when his career was declining. Exactly, it's not gonna be like no. Kobe, like, hey, fuck up the salary cap, Kobe. Uh, R.I.P. Kobe, though. Like, we love you, but uh, you you fucked up the salary cap, bro. <laughs> but um, it's not gonna be like that. But like, if a if and once again, this is Rich Paul. He's the freaking contract guru. He's the reason why all his clients are still getting paid, and everybody else is like, where my money at, bro? <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh. But yeah, so I'm sure they'll figure that out because, like, at the end of the day, I think AD like it's no be no major move. Now I think it's gonna be some trades, like 
Bradley Beal is definitely being moved uh, if I'm the Wizards because it's like, gee, you think after a losing season, we're not about to have no fans at the beginning of next season, more than likely if we do, it's going to probably be limited and they're going to be in containers like how it is on Raw right now. And uh, and dead ass, the fans are in containers, G. Like, that is probably going to be the normal, <laughs> by the way. They're going to throw these niggas in. They're going to be throwing them in penalty boxes, G. Uh, but, as I was trying to say, though, but, uh, but yeah, like, we're not going to have, like, tens of thousands of fans in our arenas. So, why do I need to have Bradley Beal's max contract? Now, I still got to pay John Wall 214-something million dollars. So, on top of that, I need to shed money. Bradley Beal, we love you. You did a good job. Thank you for the 30 balls and 40 balls you gave these teams while in losing efforts. But go ahead and play for the, uh, Milwaukee, my nigga. Have fun. So I can see that happening, even though I doubt they want to take Chris Middleton's ugly-ass contract. But I'm sure, like, those, like we're going to see trades. Kevin Love might be moved. I've been saying Kevin Love's going to get moved for the past two years. But Free Kevin Love. Kevin Love might be moved. Like, certain contracts is going to be moved, especially from bad teams. So, that's how I view it. Like, contenders is going to be like, look, truck it. Let's see what we can do. Hey, underrated trade. Kevin Love for Draymond Green. Uh, that was so, brought up. I think they, we brought that up a while ago. And they still get honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, in terms of free, I don't think that the major is going to really, really happen happen but uh like in terms of player movement but i think trades will actually occur but uh let's move on to the last dance so oh last also dance. one last thing about the seed i think if the seed is um the 16 team seeding works out this uh playoffs i think it definitely adds more fire to to you know future regular seasons to come because it, it's gonna seating is actually gonna start to matter a lot more again oh, yeah, if you get definitely. a seed like this because you're gonna want to be a top five seed because if you're below if you're below six you might be in trouble. Yeah, I I, I, hear, I agree with that to an extent. Uh, but yeah, so moving on to the last dance. Uh, so it's done. All ten episodes is finished. Uh, <coughs> my two co-hosts have a uh, bench watch one through ten. Uh, so. Uh, so we're all caught up, so we can easily talk about it without me just declaring moments that I enjoyed. Uh, initial thoughts um, for me, just from uh, one through ten, really good documentary. I respect, like I did a radio documentary back in college, and I had to do that within uh, six weeks. These mugs did it on crunch time in freaking remote locations. And finish this documentary just so it could come out early. Lord knows what else uh, stuff they could have threw in here and all that. But like based on the time that they had, really great job. I respect everything I saw. I enjoyed it. Uh, did I learn anything about Mike that other than the fact that he really is a psychopath? And me calling Kobe a psychopath is kind of disrespectful to Michael Jordan now because it makes Kobe look like a saint. So uh, I apologize, Kobe. Uh, when I see you in heaven, I will apologize and let you know I am very sorry about calling me a psychopath because Michael Jeffrey Jordan is really a goddamn psychopath. Uh, that's what I really got out of it. Uh, also, a lot of the 
it's it just made me realize like Jordan had his drama the same way we look at LeBron's drama is just we have we're in a different age of media and news where we get it nonstop and we talk about it non goddamn stop. Or to with Mike, it was like to extent it was nonstop because like a player gambling is a big deal, but nowadays you would you you couldn't escape it and all of that. So like Mike had his issues he had to deal with and stuff he had to battle and seeing him overcome it in his way, respectable and just it made me overall just appreciate Mike's greatness even more. And it just makes it undisputed of, yo, this nigga's the GOAT. And if you're over the age of 55, you can talk to me about Kareem. That's it. Plain and simple. So, uh, those are my, my first initial thoughts. Uh, my, my initial thoughts, and I, I enjoyed it. Like, so let me start with the thing I probably didn't like. I didn't like how it structured. Because one point you would be in 1996, and then you're back in 89. <laughs> so I didn't like that because it was just, I understood how they told the story in which you know, certain parts of the whole dynasty. So, it, like, between the, it was like an episode where they talked strictly of Rodman, and then they go into the next episode, still talking about Rodman, but then you want to Phil Jackson and how he became the coach and stuff like that, but then going to Jordan's gambling. So, um, I still, I personally still, I, I still didn't like how it was structured. I wish it could have been structured just for my own brain, like chronologically. But having, it, it, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, um, I would say, okay, some of my favorite moments, even though that clip of uh, the the USA team practice has been out for ever. It seems like, but that Magic Johnson <laughs> is by far one of the funniest things I ever witnessed in my life. Um, and just how you know, like I'm telling Chris, the similarities between Brian and Jordan in terms of like stardom is absolutely crazy. Um. Also, uh, it just shows, like, I don't think we were ever, not even just on the skill-wise, but on the popularity-wise, get somebody as great as Michael Jordan is ever again. Yeah. Like, because I just think he was clearly better than every single body around him in the world just knew it. Mm -hmm. Every player on the court knew it, except for the Detroit Pistons because they didn't care. But everybody else knew it. Um, all in all, I enjoyed it. Hopefully, we can get more docu series like that. I don't know who you do it with. In all honesty, you could do it with the 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 three Peter Lakers. That'd be amazing. But I don't know if they had a video crew around them the whole entire time. Yeah. Uh, and Kobe's not there to talk about certain stuff. True. Definitely true. R. P. Kobe. Uh, you could do. I, I I think it's selfish to do it a bronze career. Uh, not selfish, but I just think like it's not. I don't know if it'd be a last dance. What you would say, but like bronze career would be kind of weird because he's been the two teams, well three. Um, oh, you could call it chasing the ghost. 
because that's what he called his career. Yeah. Um. But you know, all in all, I loved it. Uh, hopefully, you know, it didn't change people' perception on Jordan in a bad light, and then broke it to more of how much creative a competitive player he is. And also, the funniest thing on the man when he was like, "If you don't want to play that way, don't play that way." <laughs> but gee, that that's we'll get to that. I want to talk about that actually. So, like uh, Tyler, you go ahead, you go ahead, because that's one of the lines um, I want to talk about. I enjoyed it, you know, from front to back, like just hearing stuff that we haven't been able to see since. Considering you know we were still like kids, almost babies, you know, by the time the third three P ended. So, like getting to see, you know, all the stuff that we've you know we've heard stories about finally, you know, getting some real clarity on, like, okay, so this happened. Like, you know, the food game was actually really a stomach, was um was food poison. And how he still came out there and gave him, what, like 40-something? The nigga was still drunk. That too. <laughs> but considering that that man nearly died from alcohol poisoning and still gave him a game, was I don't think anybody else could do that. Yeah, definitely agree. In the finals. Oh, yeah, that, and that's the underrated part. People, I think people forget the hungover stomach flu game was in the finals. G. <laughs> Still very. On the road. On the road. In, in races as Utah. That's why they tried to kill that nigga. <laughs> but, so, yeah, it ain't going to be no game six or seven. Exactly. But uh, anything else you want to add? Because it's like, it's a few highlights I do want us to talk about. Um, no, nah, other than that, we can move on. All right. So, uh, Daytra, you did bring up the, uh, the, hold on. I know I have it on my phone. I'm just going to play it off my phone real quick. Cause I, <laughs> like that clip is, it's funny, but it's a real nigga ass quote. G. I can't cat like, it's, like that. It's so, like, it's so weird. I mean, real. It hold is. On, give me a second real quick. I got it. I got it. Hold up. break <laughs> the, the break <laughs> like it's hilarious but like that like that scene like just add context so uh they were pretty much going to like how uh mike had a reputation especially i think it was about the jordan rules of being a ding-dong teammate and the asshole a bully to the extent and just how he, physical he gets with teammates so mike pretty much was just going on about just how that's just like just the expectations he has for teammates and just his competitive drive and psychopathic methods of trying to motivate his teammates, especially those he know can't really elevate to his level. And one thing he said before that was, I wouldn't tell my teammates to do something that I can't do. Now, and to us, Michael Jordan can do goddamn anything he wants. Because I remember remember him saying, well, this is younger, Mike. But how he didn't like the freaking triangle, he was like, "Bro, Bill yeah. Cartwright not getting that shot." We'll, we'll get we'll get to that shortly. <laughs> <laughs> but but like just him to say, if you don't play if you don't you, like just saying that. I was like, you know what, G, that resonated to me because it's like his former leader. It's just like I think it's like it was like a metaphor for his way of his leadership of like 
not everybody can be the leader like how I was. Uh, just so you guys know, we're going to have to probably restart in a second. Uh, mm. But um, in like 10 minutes. But uh, but it like it resonates because it's like, you don't like my way of le- being a leader isn't going to be isn't effective for everybody. Like it worked for what I was doing because I'm Michael goddamn Jordan. But like just because you're trying to be like me don't mean it's going to work. And if you're going to feel bad about it, don't do it. And I respected it. Like, I really respected it because it's like, in a sense, like, we're all, we consider ourselves all leaders in a way. So it's like, if I would sit there and be like, goddamn Michael Jordan towards Day Trail, and I sit there and regret after sending a punch to the nigga in the face, saying, nigga, uh, do this and that, and I feel bad, it's like, well, I, for one, I expect Day Trail to punch me back. I'm but, about to say I, I I pray you feel bad in heaven because <laughs> but, but just using it as an example, and I feel bad. It's like nigga, like nigga, I'm okay. But like with Mike, he didn't have no regrets about punching Steve Kerr or going up or literally trying to hold Will Purdue and all of that type of stuff. Stuff, but because they end or up taking a steak off of off of uh, Horace Grant's plate. Yo, I got a question real quick. Real quick. Gee, why do my man's Horace Grant age in reverse? He did look, yeah, he does he do look, look a lot younger. younger. He, he do look a lot he like younger. He's like way younger. He do look a lot younger. It's probably the goggles. It might be the goggles, G. Like the goggles made him look a lot older. So, But uh, shout out to whatever uh, Horace Grant does to keep himself in good shape. Uh, keep doing it, brother. Uh, I understand you want Mike's fade, G. I can't add nothing on to that, but but yeah, like just what Mike said resonates in a really positive way because it's just like not everybody's supposed to like everybody leads it a different way. Like Magic Johnson comes off as the hey, bro, it's all good. Uh, we we gonna get them next time type leader, and I think LeBron's the same way. While yeah, we got Kobe being like the Jordan type leader, it may not worked. Later on in his career, because sitting there telling Jeremy Lin, buy you bitch ass bum, ain't gonna work, make Jeremy Lin play better. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> Bro, that, that freaking story of saying he came in on gym during the trade deadline just to see who, just to say, y'all niggas about to be traded, is freaking. Not even just to say buy, but he about to say, y'all niggas get traded. Yeah, you're going <laughs> but, to a completely another team, a different division, away from me. And then if you didn't get traded, he told that to you. Like you're still there. It's like, yo, this nigga told me I was gone. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, not everybody's supposed to be that type of leader. And then we got the Tim Duncan type leader, where it's just like, I'm not gonna say much, but follow my lead. So everybody has their types of being a leader, and I think I respect it, Mike, for saying I don't have no regrets for doing it. If you don't like that, like it that way, then don't do it that way, nigga. Plain and simple. And I respected it. Like, do I agree with it fully? Hell no. Like, so what? No, yes I and no. Think, but... like, I think the Bulls got lucky and built a team who can hold that. Yeah. Mentally like, tough I think niggas. when you look at it, like, from the people that were on his team, like Rodman, him, like, when you hear about, like, what Pippen needed. Pippen needed that dude to say, bro, I'm here with you. Nigga, I'm going through the fire with you. Rodman needed that person to understand, like, no matter what I do off Sackers court, when I get on this court, I'm balling. Yep. And he got exactly. that in his, toward his best player. So all he had to do was get the people who weren't going to see the ball as much in shape. 
And he did that. Yep. So. Which, in a way, is, you know, making your teammates better. You yeah, know, that was his way for what it's worth. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, uh, Daytra, you earlier brought up, like, how Mike rejected the triangle. Like, I feel like that's was normal information that Mike wasn't rocking with it because beforehand, Doug Collins let Mike do whatever the hell he wanted when he had the ball. The offense was literally called give Mike the ball. That was the offense with Doug Collins, and it really wasn't working that good. But Yeah, they got Doug Collins out the paint. He didn't even really get that much talk on that dog. Out the paint, bro. Yeah. Like, Doug Collins, Mike still loves Doug Collins. He coached, he let Mike, like, Mike let him coach him in with the Wizards. But uh, Doug Collins is, like, one of Mike's favorite coaches ever. Like, he loves that man. Uh, But, like, for Mike, like, I'm surprised people didn't know that. But, like, I'm glad they did bring it up more because it was an example of, like, Phil Jackson saying, like, look, bro, we know you can do this. We know you can do that. We know you can drop 40. But you dropping 40 wasn't isn't going to help you beat the Pistons. You need not just, okay, yeah, you got Scotty out here looking pretty good. But, hey, Horace Grant needs the ball, too. He's pretty goddamn good. Yes, I know you hate Bill Cartwright's jump shot with a passion, but that bitch wet sometimes. Let him shoot the ball, G. Hey, John Paxson, he's wide the fuck open. You're getting triple teamed. Pass it to the cracker. Hey, uh, who else? BJ Armstrong's a really wonderful six man, Mike. Trust him. So, and it was just like once Mike bought into it, it you could just tell, like, that just, like, it was an example of like doing, like, telling Mike, hey, do less so we can win more. And that was really the uh, story of that to me. Like, I, like, that's where I really, really learned out of it was like just Mike had to do less for his team to succeed, regardless. Yeah, definitely. Tyler, anything you want to add in regards to that? Um, yeah, like Phil Jackson coming in really, I think that was another key piece and really elevating him to be a better leader as far as, you know, controlling the game or without, you know, just being the, you know, the primary scorer. That's why, I like, people just try to say that he was, you know, only there just to score. That's not true because yes, once he actually that. had somebody to, you know, take all of what Jordan was and, you know, allow him to be able to expand on that, that helped mm-hmm. him really lead a team, you know, eventually past that Pistons team. Because honestly, if they would have kept, if they would have kept Doug Collins as much as Jordan loved him, as much as they, uh, as he, you know, revered for him as a coach, if they would have kept him, they might not have, you know, gotten past him. Um, they might not have been coached, you know, past that team. So, I don't think, I don't think Jordan probably would have been on that team. Yeah, it's hey, a, it's, yeah. They considering what was going on with the, the front office, he definitely would have got traded. Yeah, I would have regretted it still, but yeah, of course. But yeah, that's one of those things that I also like. I like how they etched come out in history, like. Like it, it, they did a good job of doing that. Like that that documentary did a good job of just showing he's not just one of the greats. He is the greatest. Exactly. Like when they were saying, like when they were about to do the three piece, this is like this is the only this is of legends. This is like what they, separates him from the rest. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. what separates him from Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, 
who at that time people considered there would, there would be they no greater the than them two. They were the goats. Like they like Magic and Bird saved the NBA to like in the 80s, like they saved and brought forth like basketball in a new way for Mike to be able to do what he did in a way. So like like I definitely agree with that. Like like how they really just it like just the story of just making Mike seem like, yo, y'all can sit there and say X, Y, and Z, but nah, this nigga different. Really different in many ways. Mm-hmm. And then just some of the the games that he like, some of those games, bro, against like other than like against the Pistons, like it really just looked like he was just better than everybody on that court. Like mm-hmm. there was no competition for him. Yeah, like that. Like watch it. Like just I know I don't know. Some of them games are still on ESPN Plus. But um, literally, like watch those games of that man. Just like it look, he makes the game look like how we say LeBron just makes the game looks easy. Jordan makes it look so easy in such a crazy way, where it's just like, yo, like he makes it look easy. He make uh, it really easy. Cool. But yeah, so we're back uh, again. But uh, but yeah, Jordan's great. Like just the way Jordan controlled the game was just different, bro. Like it was just different, and you had to give it respect and what it deserves. But uh, something uh, that I really wanted to talk about was also how, like, they painted the picture of his uh, pops uh, dying. And just one thing I didn't really know was like I still believe Mike was suspended for gambling and all of that. He was suspended, and it wasn't just like a. A off the bam, he just felt like retiring. It was just suspension was a good, like was just like, hey, bro, you wilding, uh, and all of that. But just how they really told Stir how how much of impact his pops had on his life was really really huge, and it made me shed a, a thug tear too because I'm like, gee, I felt that, gee, like I just just having your pops by your side just means a lot. But uh, what you guys thought of like his uh, father? Like how they paint his relationship with his dad. Really good. Like a lot of it, it showed. Like a lot of the the things he overcame is because something his father said to him. Mm-hmm. And that's just amazing. If somebody's being blessed, that's just amazing. Um. Yeah, like a lot of the things. Stuff like I'm trying to think the one in particular. Um. Oh, he was going against the Net series, and people thought, um, he was uh, what you calling it? That he was uh, he was going to gamble because he doesn't care about the game and stuff like that. He was like, "No, my father told me that I need to take some rest. That I, I so let's go and get out of the city and things of that nature." And you can tell. I think, in my, me personally, I think in that, I'm, I said the Nets, my bad, the Knicks. I think in, there was a, a, a person in the New York media that I think the Knicks hired to vilify Jordan in that series. Absolutely. To get yeah, his mind messed up. What'd you say? I said, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure they still do stuff like that today. No, definitely. Um, but... 
when I say that his dominance showed after that, crazy, brother. But, um, yeah, it's like his relationship with Asaka was amazing. Yeah. And it's just sad to see, you know, what eventually happened. But, you know. Yeah, because I really didn't know the full story. I, like, we, like, you know, like, I'm not going to joke about it as much now because just, like, now I know the full context of everything. I still believe it was a mockery hit. But just the fact that, like, the man was disappeared and his wife couldn't even know where he was and that they found him, like, like he was pulled over and they pulled up on him like that, that's traumatizing as hell. Especially, like, after you win your your last champ, like, you, you just repeated and then you contemplating retiring, you contemplating, like, yeah, look, man, do I really want to do this anymore? Like, you remember the clip where he said, I think it was during the 93, I don't remember whether it was 93, because, like, this goes back to what Datra said about sometimes timelines get confused, and Mike just had that feeling of, like, I'm just over this. Uh, yeah. Like, you got all of that in your mind, and then it's like, now my daddy dies. Like, that's insane to deal with. Like, like really I would insane. definitely believe that he just, if not for the, you know, the, what you think the, the NBA suspended him for the gambling, I think he just needed a mental break from, you know, having to be that great for so long and having to try to keep up that image where, the, where they tried to tear him down over one thing and, you know, then his dad passed and, like, that's a lot. And then actually, you know, leading, you know, meeting the expectations that you want to meet, plus, you know, everybody else's expectations. You did it already, so you kind of feel like maybe I should take a break and see, you know, see how I feel afterwards. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Then, um, go ahead. What I personally think is, you know, not only is it that, but also in the sense of like, um, what I'm trying to say, also in the sense of like, he probably felt out of love with basketball and saw what he was doing. Because, like, when they was talking about his gambling, he said he never gambled. Like, like Isaiah, was it uh, Ahmad Rashad, whatever his name yeah, is? Yeah, Ahmad Rashad. Ahmad. Um, he personally said, like, Jordan, yo, $10,000 to Jordan is like $10 to us. He's good he for is. it. <laughs> so it's not, he's not gambling to make more money. He's not gambling because of addiction. He's gambling because he's a competitor. $10,000 on the line, you're not hitting that hole. Not because he won't ten thousand dollars, because he know personally you ain't hitting it. So it's just that um, he probably just saw a little basketball. You know the joke that we always say, the reason what happened, but you know, just to be like keep it completely real, it's that type of stuff will ruin you when you already the face of a league. Mm-hmm. You are you're at the top of the mountain, and then there's no one even close to you. Um, and then you're playing at the highest level because you're at that 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 high mark every single day of your life. Every day you have to play at the highest level. I know that guy to him. And I so he went agree. to baseball his first love. Mm-hmm. And he was he had quality baseball numbers. Like a minor, but you know, you have to be in a minor before you go to the majors. Understandable. Yeah, but his minor league numbers was crazy 
where, because the reason why, like, one of the main reasons, I'm, it's funny they didn't bring it up. The main reason why he left was that the upcoming baseball season, uh, 95-96 season, they were in a lockout. And Mike said, I'm not about to play with some scrubs. Hey, let me go stop by the Bulls and see what's cracking. Oh, Scotty needs my help. Y'all niggas struggling. Uh, let me uh, stop by and see what's cracking. And proceed to sat there and said, oh, all right. I still got it. I'm about to play ba- uh, basketball again. Literally. That was, that's literally what happened. Because he, if Mike went pro in baseball, he would have been really good. I ain't going to say he would have been goddamn a Hall of Famer, but he would have been really good. Really good. But, um, another mm-hmm. thing, uh, something else that was like really interesting. Uh, what did you guys think of just Mike just saying, I'm going to get, uh, I remember when he did this and I'm going to get that guy. <laughs> Those are some of the best stories to me. It was just him. He got him. Well, he said he was going to get, he got him. I think it's crazy because you would never really see this ever again. But the his ego, because he was so good, didn't get the best of him. Mm-hmm. Because it couldn't, because he was literally that better than everybody. Exactly. So it couldn't, it couldn't, it couldn't, it couldn't stop him from saying, "Oh yeah, when I see you, I'm gonna give him 60. Yeah, I'm gonna give him sixty. What are you gonna do to me? He can't beat me. Oh no, they're not taking this to seven. I'm gonna end it here. I'm gonna shoot this straight away, right there, and it's gonna happen. He was and adamant on not going to seven in any series, in any final series. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have the clip in '98 when uh, after they lost Game Five, and Mike said, "I'm only bringing clothes for one night in Utah." <laughs> he actually no, they said that. that. Clip. They, they did. They? I don't. I don't, I don't remember seeing I don't remember. it. I remember. I remember the quote, but I know I don't think it was in there. No, I swear to God, I don't know if it was a clip, but I remember him him saying that. I'm only bringing one pair of clothes to you. Probably did. It was I don't probably... even think it was Utah. I think it was Phoenix. It was Phoenix. Oh, he, okay. I know you did. Okay, that's why I said I know they had it in Phoenix, but he said it against Utah as well. Oh, like okay. He said it. He said it about Utah as well in '98. Where you say I'm, I'm, I'm only bringing enough. Because Charles Barkley, because Charles Barkley said some legendary stuff too. So it's like, what you got to say to the Bulls fan? Take them goddamn boards down because you don't need them. Like Charles Barkley was no man. Wrong. Oh, he was wrong as heck. Very the wrong. Thing, he didn't give up. Like, no. I don't man, look, G. He was going against the best team in the league, and Dan Margie was guarding Michael Jordan. Come on, Funniest bro. thing and in Mike the world. Had a, and and Mike he, had motivation. The main reason he, he tore him up so bad is because Jerry Krause thought he Mike was going to, you know, he's the next big thing as far as, you know, he was up there defensively with Jordan and Pippen. And he was like, nah, let's, let's shut that down now. Like, gee, the Mike motivation stories are hilarious because he said, like, I don't, I have to find where did Mike hear Jerry like Dan Marley? I didn't like that. I'm about to hoop him to the moon. Like, nigga, like, come on, bro. Like, it wasn't enough to say, oh, Charles Barkley also stole my MVP. I didn't like that. He, he said, said you can have that one. I think he, he personally beat Dan Marley because of that Jerry Krause stuff. Like, 
And that man didn't have a chance against Mike Brown. He averaged 40 that series. That's never – the closest I think was LeBron, and that's never going to be done again in a winning effort, at least to me. Nope. You're not going in a winning yeah. effort about to average 40, 50 in this era and think you're about to win this because more than likely you're doing it and nobody you don't trust nobody else. Exactly. So, but, yeah, like Mike was different. But, like, the funniest one is still – uh, and this is why I think I, I don't know whether it was you, Tyler, or Daytra, where I said y'all gonna learn why Byron Russell, uh, why Mike did Brian Russell like that. G. Yep, I see. And, I watched it today. Byron did it to himself. He, he did, did it to himself. himself. He, Mike, he told Mike, Mike coming back. He chilling with uh, Carl Malone and John Stockton, and uh, he said, "Yeah, uh, Mike, I would lock your ass up." <laughs> and Mike y'all, sat there and said, "Yo, Carl, get your boy." Your boy, and Mike said, and then the finals call. I remember what he said, and he gamed that man in both finals. <laughs> and then Byron Russell proceeded to decline, even appearing. I think in the this one thing that, even though I think I, probably some people are salty that it focused so much on Jordan, but I think to me, I learned a lot that that Bulls team was particularly built around making Jordan extremely successful. From mm-hmm. the triangle to just how it was structured. Yeah. It, 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 having Pippen as a, a, a playmaker slash defender, having Rodman being able to catch the missed shots that Jordan chuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, and then just having a bunch of enforcers and or shooters when time is needed. Yeah. Like, knowing that Throughout the whole game, John Paxson is open. Yep. So when I need to kick it to him, he got that shot. Like the game, was it the game against Phoenix when I think he scored 18 in the overtime? No, that was Lakers. That was Lakers, all right, cool. Yeah. But like he made Phoenix the game winning winner. Like, you can't you can't, can't write that type of stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. It nope. was just that team, them teams was like built for him. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, people just think it's a great player that win a chip. Man, it's just never going to happen. It's like legit teams are built around you to be successful. Now, great players will take a team over the hump. But unless that team is catered or you literally going to get the very bad team, the only way you're being successful is that team is catered to your great player. Mm-hmm. And it was. Yep. And, like, that says a lot about, like, either Mike was a butthole, but it goes back to what he said in terms of, I'm not going to tell you do nothing I can't do. And all of that. And he when he needed to trust teammates to do something that he know he can do, which is, hey, when that's this game, when it was time for Steve Kerr, John Paxson, Coach, and all of them to, like, step up and do what they needed to do, they did that thing. And... That's what made Mike able to trust him in those situations. Like, because honestly, like, when I look at those Bulls teams, they wasn't the most talented. They were just top heavy as shit. Like, like yeah. Detroit, when you look on 2K, bro, once once we put Mike on the bench, it's like, oh, man, they know Mike score Scotty. <laughs> like, man, nah, honestly, you gotta put I don't Scottie like playing with Scotty in 2K. I don't. Like, I know, Scotty, Scotty kind of hard. Not with the computer. The computer will whoop you, Scotty. The computer will tear you up. But playing, you know, as Scotty, as the, yeah, you know, primary ball handler, like, 
I use yeah. him more as a point forward than anything if I have to. And if yeah. I got to score, you know, I just you, uh, force him it out. Like, it's easy to do with the teams with B.J. Armstrong because B.J. Armstrong was offensively really good. But just an example, like those – like, I, like especially the last three-peat team, I feel like they didn't really have that much depth. Like, after – like, Kukoc was literally the sixth man in some games he started. But Steve Kerr and then after that was, like, trash. It's trash. And th- but, like, at least I think the third three-peat, they had – a few respectable bench players where like you had uh BJ Armstrong to extent Craig Hodges to extent. Um though like they had people you sit there and be like, okay, like I feel like death wise they were the better team. But um I think the last three peat was just so was like really top heavy and yo Mike, we're gonna run your ass to the ground, stay your ass in shape. So but uh Last thing before we move on, uh, thoughts thoughts on uh, how Scotty was portrayed because that nigga's pissed. He was portrayed as Rodman. You little pussy. <laughs> but he was portrayed as Rodman. I didn't. I didn't think it showed the bad light on Scotty. It so I don't think Scotty is a person who's deserve. But I don't think he's a person who likes being in the spotlight that much. Or at least not in the way that he just thinks the spotlight should be put on him. There we go. That's a, like he wants the spotlight. Like he was the like he was the likable teammate. He you got to remember uh, when Kukoc made that game winner in '94. The nigga was mad because he didn't get the spotlight, and it's just one of those unfortunate situations of like I'm not like to me people's champion him. Because of the contract, and then they said, "Well, he can't do no wrong." But a lot of shit that Scotty put himself in, he did it to himself. The contract, the migraine situation, really wasn't a good look. Just the way, especially once you see how the where the cameras were placed, <laughs> and then like Mike was pissed about that migraine game still to this day. I think he is still pissed. I I think Mike really sit there and believes that man did not. Hey, have Mike never had a migraine. He probably did and played through it and dropped 50. <laughs> That's probably why. He said, look, I'll play with a migraine. I ain't like tell he, nobody like about he said, it. I'm not expecting you to do something I can't do. And I played through a migraine and dropped 50 <laughs> or 60 on somebody. Exactly. So I was like, hey. Well, bro, get your ass have up. a regular migraine. My man said he was seeing double. Yeah, that, yeah, that he was. It, it, it's also the fact that Phil Jackson, I think, played that man 40 minutes. In that game is I remember looking. He played over thirty eight minutes. Yeah, it is a lot. And he had a migraine, <laughs> but <laughs> he tried to kill that man. But a lot of the situations, like the migraine situation, uh, the coat situation, and like I, I don't like the fact Scotty said I would still handle that situation the same way. Like. Because he still what? wasn't putting you in a better position to get anywhere. Like, or like get, nigga, you know, what? a better contract. <laughs> exactly. Like, you, if anything, I'm looking at it. And then with the contract, everybody told you don't sign it. Jerry Reinsdorf said don't sign it. And he still signed it. His agent told him don't sign it. So, just hearing Mike's commentary probably triggered him. But it's like, bro, a lot of the situations that made you look a little goofy... You did it to yourself. Not yeah, not getting the surgery. Nobody did anything but tell the truth. Exactly. 
Like it's it's the truth, and you didn't really. And a lot of it was coming out your own mouth. Like you said before the ninety eight season, why you didn't get the surgery? You wanted to enjoy your summer. Nigga, want to fuck bad bitches? With, like nigga, what? <laughs> Stuff like that. It's like it makes you sit and look like, yo, what the hell? G? And then on top of that, you know what you signed up to record. You know exactly. Like you, I don't like, believe they just was just editing. It's lost, you know, you know, audio him saying certain stuff or nothing. What what Scotty said in in the uh, documentary is what he said. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so overall, uh, anything else we want to add? Uh, last takes before we move on. Now, Horace Grant, we talked about that the other day. Like his is a little bit more justifiable, but it's still kind of like caught that man a snitch. You know, what the hell on with that? <laughs> they call my man's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> he snitching. <laughs> oh man. But they was doing stuff. coke in the locker room. They said the, the in the eighties the the NBA locker room was drug infested. Look, man, that look man, everybody was doing drugs. Everybody was doing crack everybody. cocaine, having nasty illicit sex. Look at my Magic Johnson. And shit like that in the eighties, bro. That's why the eighties is what the eighties is known for, G. Lynn Bias died. Oh yeah, I forgot about <laughs> it. That's the dude that played for the Celtics. He got drafted by the Celtics. By the way. He died from a cocaine overdose? Yes. Yes. So Mike and like, yeah, he walked in thinking it was gonna be heaven. Nah, bro, we suck, and we're about to do drugs to uh, calm our nerves. We only getting paid ten thousand dollars a game. If no, ten thousand dollars a season. Shoot, I better use my money to ease my wounds. But like that's that whole situation is hilarious as hell because I'm like Mike said, they were doing drugs. <laughs> like nigga, what? You smoke cigars, <laughs> so our, both our bodies effed up. But. uh but yeah, so overall, really good documentary, really informative. Just, uh, just about Mike. It's good, and it's just good to see Mike just talk about stuff because we, he's not the most. Hey, let me get in front of a camera. Yeah, when you're done, uh, turn the microwave off. So it's really good to just and the lights. It's really good to see Mike in that aspect because we're probably never gonna get this ever again. So it's just really dope. Uh, good documentary. Uh, looking forward to just more like i would love to see the spurs dynasty like i would love that because the, only, be the, the biggest drama that we're going to get is tony parker fucking niggas wives like Woo! and the mixtape and the mixtape that that too and that too but i just want to hear some duncan share funny stories and stuff and david robinson trying to keep niggas uh in tune with uh the military locker room he tried to keep hold of but uh, David Robinson crying because Tim Duncan saved my career, <laughs> as as he should. <laughs> he did that thing, man. It's like, hey, but but yeah. So moving on. So to, uh, bring conclusion to our top all time positions list. We are finally going to end it with top small forwards ever. Uh, we were doing fifteen, but uh, there's a struggle of trying to name fifteen small forwards for day trail, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, and I agree. I definitely agree that after uh, five, I had to think. 
but I did get 15. So I will just, uh, I'm going to name my honorable mentions plus my 15. Uh, honorable mentions that didn't make the list, Andre Iguodala, Sean Marion, uh, what's my boy's name, Chris Mullen. Make sure I'm not forgetting nobody. Make sure I'm not forgetting nobody. Nope. Okay, that's all. I, uh, that's in terms of my honorable mentions. Uh, my 15, <laughs> eight. What? What? There's just so many. It's not that many people in your honorable mentions. Hey, all man. the other lists, we named like six people. We did easily too. Uh, but yeah. Uh, number 15, Adrian Dantley. Uh, the only thing, like, he would be much higher on this list if he was able to get to a finals or at least a, a won a championship. Uh, but he didn't do neither. So he is number 15, but he is the highest scoring player of the 80s. It wasn't Mike, even though Mike only played like half of the 80s. It wasn't Bird. It wasn't. Kareem, it was Adrian Dantley, and that man was out here giving buckets in the 80s. So respect to Adrian Dantley for doing that thug dizzle. Uh, you're nine, number 15. Number 14, Alex English. Uh, arguably one of the best nuggets of all time. Uh, really good. One of the best, once again, another really great score. But his problem, once again, he didn't get to the finals, and he didn't get much higher. Number 13, Dominique Wilkins. Now, people probably listen to this list and be like, Dominique's not in your top 10. This is why Dominique Wilkins is not in my top 10. One, he lost a dunk contest to Mike. Two, he lost a dunk contest to Spud Webb. Three, he didn't, he couldn't get out the second round. He couldn't get past the second round because he met A, Larry Bird, B, Michael Jordan, C, Isaiah Thomas, and got his ass whooped. And also, he could have actually had a chance against Larry Bird, but he blew a game five, and Larry Bird dropped probably one of the greatest basketball quotes I've ever seen. And I don't know it verbatim, but he said, you niggas had a chance to win in game five. You niggas fucked up. Now we're about to win game six, and y'all going to go home. I was like, bruh, Larry Bird is a legend, and we must treat him as such. But uh, Dominique Wilkins is a really great scorer. Uh, he's caught the human highlight reel for a reason. His highlights is really good to watch. Uh, really great score. Probably one of the more underrated scores of all time. Like that man was could literally averaged 30 after a torn Achilles. So it gives people like players like KD Hope and all of that of like you could come back and still be really good. So uh, shout out to Dominique. Uh, number 12. It really hurts me to put this in this, but fuck Paul Pierce. He's number 12. Uh, you know how I feel about Paul Pierce. Uh, if, if you thought Paul Pierce was about to enter my top ten of anything besides most underrated or pieces of shit on this earth, Paul Pierce would be definitely number two on that list. But guess what? He is number 12 small forward of all time. He has a championship, so that's the sole reason why I couldn't put the other three in front of him. But And he has a finals MVP on top of it. But once again, I give all credit to Big Lord. Uh, Big Lord and Walter Ray, a.k.a. Jesus Shuttlesworth, for those uh, championships and not Paul Pierce because that nigga shit himself. Um, but, yeah, but either way, respect to Paul Pierce and that aspect for winning Bro, the title. I meant to bring that up the other day. What? That man fake. That was the one of the most phoniest finals moments in finals history. It was, and it's really unfortunate that 
that that man thought it was sweet. But we're not going to talk about Paul Pierce for long on this podcast, unless it's in, unless it's slander. But also, fuck him for thinking um, uh, my man's LeBron isn't top uh, five. Goofy ass nigga. Uh, but number eleven, and it hurts <laughs> me not. It hurts me to put this guy here. But Carmelo Anthony is number eleven. If Melo can find a way to get a championship, he will be he will be top ten. Easy. Nigga, who is your top ten? We will talk about that shortly. We will. I swear to God, I only have one white man in my top ten, bro. If you have more than one white man in your top ten, I have two. <laughs> I have three. You got three white men in your top ten, small four. <laughs> look, G. Look, bro. When you think when I give my reasons, you will understand. You will greatly understand, my guy. <laughs> like I, I, I analyze. I thought this I was bad. You. My man got multiple white men. And look, in his G. Top look, 10 this, small four. In history, hold on. Can you hear me? All right, there we go. In history, yeah. G. What the, small forwards is the one position where white dudes w- was actually kind of like, hey, I had put respect on their greatness, G. I had to. It wasn't like goddamn center or power forward. You like nigga, you played before Martin Luther King got shot. No, these dudes had accolades post King getting shot. But back to Melo. Uh, once again, Melo one of the greatest scores to ever do it. Uh, he took Kobe to was it six or seven games, Tyler? He took Kobe to six or seven games with the Nuggets. Do you remember? Uh, I want to say six. I think it was six games, and he went to war with Kobe, G. He went to war with that man, G. And that was a really good Nuggets team, and he needs to be respected as such. Uh, took the Knicks to literally being probably their most, their most successful years since 99, and we have to respect that because he's arguably a top five Nick ever, and you have to put respect on him for it. Uh, one To me, the best Nugget ever, to me, He's one of the best Nuggets ever. It's just Melo is only missing that championship, bro. That's the only thing he's missing is a championship. He got a rookie of the year stolen, too. You have to get that to LeBron. I'm sorry. (laughs) That is something we're going to talk about on a future podcast, though. They said Melo led the rookies in scoring. It was rookie of the month every single month of his rookie season. And his team got to the playoffs. And LeBron (laughs) Look, man, that's that's how Buzz go feel when Zion went rookie. <laughs> that's how Buzz go feel. Was, Zion said he ain't rookie of the year, so. Hey, at least he's honest. No, I mean, Melo no was cheated, team. though. I will respect Melo was cheated, but uh, shout out to Melo. He's one of the most, definitely one of the most iconic players of our era, in a sense. If you disagree, then something's wrong, because I'm, I'm going to just say this. Uh, I never seen so many women purchase blue, those sky blue Nuggets jerseys ever in my life, my nigga. Never. Plain and simple. So, so yeah. So I'm gonna leave y'all with that. So top ten. Uh, Daytro, you can go first. Paul Pierce, continue. You fucked up. Um, John Havlicek, because <laughs> I think he's a way better small white man. Paul number Pierce. one, he's on my list. That's white man number one. Keep going. If you thought I was going to put John Havlicek, if you thought I had enough respect for Paul Pierce, 
The put- no, no, no. I, look, I agree with you. I, I look, I understand that you and Paul Pierce have a, a shaky relationship. I hate him as much as you, but he got a Finals MVP, so that makes him better than a lot. Don't have the check as a Finals MVP. I know. After that's King how got shot. My list. I literally on my list. I literally named him White Man because there's only one White Man on my list. <laughs> you don't have Larry Bird on your list. Oh, uh, Larry Bird's not white. Very valid point. Very valid point. <laughs> All right. Uh, your number nine. Um, let me go to my list. Oh, Mellow, continue. All right, not mad at it. I'm not, honestly. Uh, number nine, James Worthy. Oh, snap. Okay, taking Paul Pierce off the list. Hey, the there we go. <laughs> there we go, my nigga. See, there we People go. People sleep on James Worthy, man. He was, uh, nah, niggas definitely sleep on James Worthy. Yeah, very Let underrated. Let me put him over white man. <laughs> I can't wait till you play that Bulls team in that league and John have the check give you forty. <laughs> but uh, reason yeah. James, but I tell you why James worthy over white man when we get a chance. No, like he he deserves to be over white man, but uh, three time champion, two. He's he he's underrated as hell, but he also has a Finals MVP. Uh, while Ma- while Magic was a in his prime and Kareem was not in his prime, so respect to James Worthy. Uh. Arguably the second, third scoring option on that Lakers team. I think eventually became the first uh, after Kareem got washed. But uh, respect to big game, James Worthy, G. Uh, you want my uh, my nine? No, yeah. my. Your eight. Eight? Hold on. One, two, three. Because I'm taking Paul Pierce off the list. So that made Melo 10. I'm confused now. Uh, I guess oh, so it was white man then, right? So yeah. if I replace, if I replace James, if I, I replace, if I take Paul Pierce off my list, then move Mello up, then Mello, after Mello, it was white man. Okay, yeah. Um, White man. He's your seven? Yeah. Uh, no, that's so, eight. Yeah, that's eight. So your seven Oh, is, my seven? James yeah. Worthy. Okay, we already talked about James Worthy. Uh, my number seven was Rick Barry. Uh, Not on my list. I don't know why. <laughs> because Rick probably you don't got the person that's on my list. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, Rick you don't Barry. got my, you don't got mine. The one I'm gonna say. Oh god! Uh, but Rick Barry, twelve-time All Star, scoring champ, sca- steel champ, NBA champ. He's a white. Uh, he's, he's very white. white. Very white. Six All NBAs. <laughs> He played right. in the, uh, he played in the ABA as well, so he played with real right. niggas at one point. Uh, has right. All Star MVP and a Finals MVP, right. and Rookie of the Year. Come on, man, he, he was arguably the best Warrior until right. freaking until Steph Curry came about. G. Will Chamberlain. You very right. You 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 right. You right in that aspect. But Nate Thurman. Yeah, Nate Thurman didn't win a championship, so hey, uh, so he I wasn't white though. <laughs> All right, uh, number. Oh wait, that was my no, number eight. Was Rick Barry? My number seven is Elgin Baylor. That's my number seven. All right, cool. We in the same alignment. Uh, Elgin Baylor. This is the best thing about Elgin Baylor's feats. G uh, is the simple fact that this man was playing part time NBA, and when he popped up, he was handing out buckets. G. Yes, legend. Even though his uh, all-star MVP and rookie of the year came before Martin Luther King got shot, he still did that thing. 
for his career, he averaged 27 and, thir- and 14 with four assists. Nigga, he averaged what and what? For his career, he averaged 27, 14 rebounds, and four assists. Uh, so folks should be a little bit higher. I don't care when. Folks were playing when Titans was running the NBA. He was still getting <laughs> buckets, bro. Man, he was 6'5", but he probably hopped around. His best nigga, season. he was 6'5". Oh. Luke Chamberlain arguably was eight feet. Bro, this nigga's, bro. It, oh, my God. His stat line is crazy. Uh, this 1961-62. I don't know how the hell he didn't win MVP. Probably because Will Chamberlain won or Bill Russell. But 1961-62, he averaged 39, 38, five assists, and 19 rebounds. Shit. And I swear, Damn. that's freaking old. That was He's, good for a, for a 6'5 guard. Was he a forward or a guard forward. at the time? Six four. He was a forward, G. He was a forward back then. So, oh, yeah. Like, that's, dog. That's like, pretty good. That is wild. Like, respect to Elgin Baylor, G, because that is, that is outrageous. <laughs> like, that, that that's an outrageous-ass stat line, bro. Dead ass. Uh, and then once in the season before that, he almost had 20 rebounds. Damn. Exactly. <laughs> Freaking exactly. Did he ever uh, win rebounds leader? Nope. Because you got to remember what Chamberlain and uh, my man's also existed. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But, but yeah. So, shout out to Elgin Baylor uh, in terms of just being – a real nigga, he did that thing. It's really unfortunate that he retired the year that he would have won the championship, too. Man. Yeah, he retired. Like, he played nine games and said, I'm done. <laughs> but uh, shout out to Elgin Baylor, though. Uh, and also, he's a veteran, so respect. One of his nicknames was TikTok. TikTok. That sounds racist. Very no, I think this was more racist. Aches and pains. Well, he was giving them buckets, so you know he was a pain in their ass. And look, man, no, that's look. how it was. It was last season when he couldn't move his body. Aches and exactly. pains. <laughs> man, was... motherfucker was screaming while he going for a layup. His last two seasons, because his last two seasons, he only played eleven games combined. Dang. I see why he retired. He couldn't move. He was like, bro, y'all got me rebounding. I am playing against Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell on the boards. Fuck y'all. <laughs> so, shit. I don't blame him. I really do not blame him. But, uh, shout out to Elgin Baylor. Uh, number six. Oh, you, you're on, who's your number seven? Hold on. My bad. My controller ended up taking the headphones out. On accident, uh, you said who was who? Who's your number seven? Because I lost track. Wouldn't that be six? Wouldn't that be no. six? Because we both Wait. had Elgin Baylor at seven. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, you're number six. Scotty. Okay, we're on the same page. Okay, G. I think I think our top five is going to look alike. We're going to see from here. So, Scotty Pippen, G. Let's just, I'm going to keep it G real, real quick, G. I forgot to put Scotty on my list at first. <laughs> like no, I, no, understandable, Scotty. Like, like the man got no, slapped by Charles Oakley. I'm, I'm low key. We need. To, 
Look, man. Scotty, bro, you really hurt your... Like, I wouldn't even say... The more I learned about Scotty, the more I'm like, yo, this nigga's legacy's ass. Um, because without Mike, it's a lot of L's. Um, you let Charles Oakley slap your ass up in the locker room. We ain't do nothing about it. Uh, you let Tony Kukoc, uh, steal the glory. And you let Bill Cartwright give you an emotional speech in the locker room saying you was stupid. You took that dumbass contract. Uh... You magically got migraines. Uh, I do respect the fact that you did tough out that back injury. You decide to have a hot girl summer instead of play basketball, instead of get surgery uh, and prepare for the season. Uh, and also the simple fact that you went up, you joined the Houston Rockets, and you told Hakeem and Charles Barkley, I'm the Michael Jordan here. And proceeded to steal checks. And stole checks. Nigga, you ain't shit. <laughs> As a person. Let's put it that way. And also, there's probably a lot of niggas who played basketball. I mean, there's a lot of uh, single black mothers because of Scottie Pippen as well. Uh, because for some odd reason, there is a lot of women that uh, black women in Chicago claimed that Scottie Pippen was attractive. That's really unfortunate. But... He probably is the father of a lot of bastard children right now in Chicago in the 90s and 2000s. Just look for the nose. Just look for the nose. Look for the nose. And also, they're probably over the height of 6'4". And they and they played for a CPS team, in, for, uh, whether it was Bogan, uh, Simeon, or um, Morgan Park or something like that. So, so yeah. So, Scotty was out here. But... Also, he let Future take his bitch and ruin his life. So, and that's that's the moral of Scottie Pippen off the court. Now, on court, Scottie Pippen was a really great player, a uh, good player. I mean, it's more like a good player uh, than anything. I think Mike elevates his legacy a lot more, and I think without Mike, he would probably be number fifteen on this list. Let's just keep it all the way buck. But uh, Scottie is a steel champ. Of course, he's a six-time NBA champ. Seven-time All-NBA, ten-time All-Defense, which I think might be a record in terms of a perimeter player. And he also has All-Star MVP. Uh, Scotty's numbers don't really scream anything, really. Uh, he did play the boards really well. He was always, like, over five in terms of, of getting a five a game over his career. Uh Steals was always really good. Like in terms of defense, he was elite. One season he averaged over a block, which is a few seasons he averaged over a block, which is really freaking good. Uh scoring is the main thing I feel like that hinders Scotty. He only he his highest point total for a season was twenty two. And that's highly disappointing. Because you would think how some people big up Scotty, the nigga had like it was averaging twenty five with Mike, but he was really not doing that. But Nothing else to really add regards to Scotty, but imagine if he was though. Yeah, if Scotty was a, to be more of a scorer, he would be a huge different threat. I think he would, well, it would make I, a lot of these team debates. You know, who would win this between this team and that Bulls team? It would make it. A, I mean, most people still choose the Bulls anyway, but if you but when you like, break it down, when you break it down, so with all Scottie, the players that you play, Scotty was averaging like at least twenty five. Like that would have been something. And like, okay, like yeah, yeah Scotty wasn't out getting that new buckets. G. Like he he a dunk on you and then, and then yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
But yeah, all respect to Scotty though. Uh, even when even when Kobe sh- uh, crossed him over off the screen, he was st- uh, he was still respectful and still in checks for the Blazers for another two three years after that. So respect to Scotty <laughs> though, man. Uh, he's number six. Anything you want to add? No. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Number five. Uh, you go first. Uh, Julius Irving. Mine's is Kawhi. Wait, no. I think mine is Kawhi, too. My bad. Mine is Kawhi. Okay, I was about to say. I thought we were going to have an argument between Julius Irving and Kawhi. That's okay. why I said Julius Irving. Okay. Oh, okay, because I'm about to say. I, I thought you was going to say Julius Irving at first. That's what I'm like. All right, but Kawhi Leonard. It's a possibility when it's all said and done, Kawhi might be number uh, three. When it's all said and done, maybe number two, uh, depending when it's all said and done. Kawhi has literally made a huge case for him, like after uh, winning that finals MVP, uh, just moving up in the, in the small four rankings. The nigga uh, is a steel champ. I'm surprised there's only a one time steel champ, by the way. Two time champion and that one champ and bringing the championship to the six. That and that ring carries a lot of weight. Uh, Three time all NBA, five time all defense, uh, all rookie, all star. Oh, he was all star MVP this year. That's what I'm like. I'm like, he did. Two time defense finals MVP and two time finals MVP. The only thing Kawhi really is missing is a MVP. And I don't see him getting that, mainly because he's not, not going to play enough games. Team. You said what? Not really with this Clippers team, I don't think. No, I think he could. It's just he's not going to play enough games. Like he, like I'm not giving an MVP to a nigga that's going to play probably like sixty games. Just not. Yeah. Um, yeah. The weird thing is though, looking at his games played. Throughout the years, he doesn't have a history of actually playing over 70 games except twice. And that is like the after the Spurs won a title in 2015, he, he played 70. Yeah, after he played 74, and arguably that season, he should have been MVP. He could have won MVP that year, arguably. But Steph Curry happened, I think. Uh, then the following season, he played nine. He played 60 with the Raptors, and then and as of right now, he was on pace to play probably 60 again with the Clippers. So it's just like he no, he doesn't play enough games to really get one. Like he has to at least play 70 games to get MVP. But Kawhi's like last five, six seasons really made a case for him to really come up the rankings. Once again, he has one of the most highest weighted championships ever. Uh, are probably the best perimeter defender we're ever going to see, and I would say top five defender in league history in terms of just being able to do what he does. Um, like, like I really don't want to say much because like Kawhi still has, like he still has ways to go before it's all said and done. Uh, but yeah, anything you want to add about Kawhi? No. All right, cool. Number four, uh, Julius Irving, a.k.a. Uh, probably the most underrated small forward ever because I don't think he gets talked about enough. Uh, 
he has a championship against Magic and Kareem in their primes, by the way. Uh, that carries a lot of weight. He's a, he's a two-time ABA champion. I think the only nigga uh, when we've been doing these lists to actually have an ABA championship. So that's funny in itself. Uh, seven-time All-NBA, five-time All-ABA, All-Defense, two-time All-Star MVP, and four-time MVP. Uh, this nigga Julius Irving was cold. Uh, he's the definition of, A, I'm about to drive to the lane, and there's not a goddamn thing you're going to do about it. So, respect to Julius Irving. Uh, trying to look at his... Like he's like when he went to the NBA, his ABA, his numbers wasn't screaming like the ABA years because some shit he did the ABA was wild. Uh, one season in the ABA, he averaged thirty-two, two blocks, three steals, four assists, twelve rebounds. Wow! <laughs> like I think the bigger the afro, the more power he had. G. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead ass. Imagine if, imagine if he had ludicrous effort on the uh, in that one video he did. Like in the NBA, <laughs> when he came to the NBA, had the afro, the league would be in huge ass trouble. That'd be what the fuck. None of you had stretch afro off of the V3 series. Hey man, <laughs> stretch was a legend. I, stretch was arguably based off Julius Irving. Then they said, "Oh, we can actually get the legends on the game." Cool, but uh, yeah, shout out to Dr. J. Uh, it's funny. His name was Dr. J. Even though I understand why, but he never had a jump shot. <laughs> just saying. But uh, Julius Irving is like a true, true legend. Yeah, that's the only thing you can hold against me is a jump. Yeah. But unless 2K tells you that nigga got a burner. Uh, but yeah, respect to Dr. J, one of my dad's favorite players. He's, sure, probably rolling around it. he's probably rolling around in his bed that he's not top three. But, uh, but that's a different story for a different day. Uh, number three. Uh, come on. Larry Bird. Nigga, what? Yeah. Larry Bird, number three. What? Nigga. You really think KD better than Larry Bird? Of course. It's me. I knew we was going to get an argument, G. I knew it. I knew that there was going to be a point in this podcast where it was like, you know what? We, like, we're going to disagree. Like, G, I like KD. I have respect for the utmost respect for KD, G. But Larry beat Magic. Uh, I got a question for you, Chris. I got a question for you if you can hear me, brother. I'm listening. Um, I'm listening. I know they say this a lot. And anything. Can Larry Bird play in any era of basketball? Yes. No. Can KD play in no? any era of basketball? Larry would not be able to hang with these niggas because his back hurt. Oh, gee, it's not nobody else's fault he wanted to build C-Mac when C-Mac got darn Payways uh, 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 garage. But in all honesty, bro, the people, but Louis Bird has an outstanding career. But at the end of the day, there's three people that's in the top three. KD, Larry, and LeBron James. Two of those people are black. One of those people are biracial. I'm going to put the biracial dude behind the black guy. 
I'm not. Uh, it's not folding. KD by far, if this is by far, have shown that he can be better than the best player in the world. Agree. There's nobody who ever sunned KD. In that finals, he lost to Bron. He smacked him. <laughs> but Bron had a team. It was literally just KD averaging thirty. Gee, Westbrook had a game where he had dropped fifty five and they lost. This man has what one fifty five games. One. KD didn't drop 55. One. <laughs> what was he at all the other times? Hmm? Hey, look, man, he, he saw D-Wade. <laughs> Larry Bird is amazing. It's just KD is better than him, skill-wise, definitely. I can't say that, bro. Like You can't say Larry Bird ain't – you can't say KD ain't better than Larry Bird skill-wise. Skill-wise, I think Larry Bird's underrated. The nigga was nigga. the nigga was averaging a double double for his career, KD and he had five niggas bigger than him rebounding. Kid, bro, Kenny would not actually do that. Kenny was asked to be a bucket, and that's what he was—a bucket. So go ahead and read Kenny accomplishments. <laughs> I'm gonna compare both of them. G. KD's four-time scoring champ, two-time NBA champ, nine-time All NBA, uh, Rookie of the Year. Wait, yeah, yeah, Rookie of the Year, two-time All-Star MVP, two-time Finals MVP, has eight MVP. In comparison to Larry Bird, twelve-time All-Star, three-time NBA champion, two-time All NBA, three-time All Defense, which is the edge right there, two-time Finals MVP. <laughs> Three-time MVP, and he has a rookie of the year. Both have a rookie of the year. Okay, so the MVP thing, there is a a, a talent disparity, bro, in which KD and the time KD is in the league, and the time Larry Bird in the league. Time Larry Bird in the league, there was no, it was no people better than him, but freaking Magic. In the time KD league, bro, niggas was getting rewarded for averaging triple doubles. But being a six seed, like, like, come on, and then keep it buck. They didn't want to give that man an MVP because he had the goddamn chip with the Warriors. But he was, he, bro, they didn't want to give him Defensive Player of the Year because of the Warriors. And you know that was about to get Defensive Player of the Year, bro. Was it his second year with the Warriors? We have to give him almost averaging two blocks. Yeah, it helps when you have Draymond on your team. Nah, come on, bro. Let's not let let's not let act the Celtics and the Lakers and have God darn stacked teams too. Could nobody stop them niggas because how stacked their freaking team was? True. <laughs> come on. We just said James Worthy was the third scoring option. He was the Finals MVP. Let's let's stop let's, let's stop the cap, and they were stacked. Come on. They were Stop stacked. the cap. His last they two rings, stacked. they were stacked, G. The last two years, they were stacked, G. That first year, G, he won, a, he won finals in the second year in the league. Magic won his rookie year. Come on. Tim Duncan did, too. That's what happens when you're that good. And Come everybody on. is that bad. Yeah, <laughs> and Tyler, what do you, you, you're the mediator here, G. G, look, bro. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna look me in a scruff face and say 
that Larry Bird, a, a great player, is better than a seven-foot small four who assassinate everybody on the court. To me, they ain't near the same player. No, they're not. Who got mm-hmm. the better handles? I would say the reason I don't think that that, that they're the same player is because Larry, he could facil- he's definitely a, a better facilitator. Than um than KD is not to say that KD can't pass, but Larry had he had dimes. Um, of course, when you pass but, it to all the best shooters in the league, he was the best shooter in the league. <laughs> then he had the second best shooter. Who the best shooter after that? Who I don't remember. <laughs> like it's the Celtics. Gee, his second best teammate was freaking Kevin McHale. Mm-hmm. Well, and he Kevin don't shoot. Or bad knees. A sec in the post moves. You can't put me in this brain of saying that this man was better than him. You can't. I understand. Like, it, it's the same thing of, like, when you compare somebody to, say, for instance, you, you can compare um, Westbrook to somebody like, um, what's his name? What's the, the point guard that played in the Wilt Tag? Like, yeah, his thing is going to be better than him because he was one of a freaking kind in that era. Bro, if KD was in the same era as Larry Bird, Larry Bird would be Dominique Wilkins. Not sniffing. Not, not an inkling of it. Put him on anything. He was seven foot. Shooting from half court. Niggas would have called witchcraft. <laughs> they would have had an exorcism on the court for Larry. I mean, for, 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 for KD. It would have been illegal. This man crossing up Manute Bowl because that's the only person who can guard him. (laughs) (laughs) You can't you can't can't look at me in the face and be like, oh man, yeah, Larry had this. Yeah, he was all right. He was really, really good. That's why he three. But Katie. Two finals MVPs got the same amount. But who, who was the people that Larry beat? He had to beat Magic. Well, one year, one, one of those years, one of those years, it was the Rockets. But Hakeem and he, freaking Ralph Sampson. He beat Magic how many times? Twice. Two. Huh? Twice. And, 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 he, and KD beat Braun twice. Come on now. In which Brown was averaging fifty. And I don't want to hear what his team was better than Brown. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> like, no. I'm laughing right now because Eugene is in this goddamn monster truck type thing with a whole bunch of spikes in it. And he just hit a person in a golf cart. And that golf cart was flying. But like, <laughs> but like, in all honesty, dog. You, I just, I personally can't see it, dog. Any day, I, bro. I believe players in the league right now would tell you KD is better than Larry Bird. Well, I hope so. Most of them don't even remember what Jordan did. No, but niggas know. Niggas know. Like that's something that you know. Jordan is this. But if you was to say, but if you was, to, if you were gonna tell me that at the end of the day, Kawhi Leonard could be number three. That means he surpassed the KD? 
Well, I'm I'm assuming when it's all said and done, KD would be number two. I'm hoping. But yo, he's number two now. You don't have to say when it's all said and done. But man, Kate, the man already had a bad Achilles. Proceed to come in the game and drop twelve straight points. Oh, Kawhi head. Did Torres Achilles. There, there is a difference between like when Larry Larry was great. And it's, it, it was when I was making this list too, I was like, do I put Larry KD, Larry KD, Larry KD? But when I, I sat down to myself and I thought, there's a couple of players you could ever say that that can come on the court and just get people buckets. But there's only two people that you could ever say to come on the court, give you buckets efficiently. And that no one could check. Eventually, Larry Bird became checkable. Magic Green told him shows that. <laughs> the Pistons being able to have two rings shows that. His back exploded by then. How long Larry was in the league, bro? He had a strong 10-year stretch, I think. All right, yeah. cool. He got three rings. It was seven years he couldn't do nothing. Bro, by that, bro, by that logic, that hurts one of the second greatest player of all time. The second greatest player of all time. Who, Bron? Yes. No, Bron, you ain't no way I don't hurt Bron, because Bron been there nine times. Ten times, I don't know. He's been there a lot. That's why I don't hurt him. But, but like, you... Katie, every time... And it's not like there was a game when... And that, oh, Larry Bird, you can say the same thing. But with better competition... KD has shown up every single time. Better competition, bro. Larry wasn't going against no freaking Warriors like that. He wasn't going against a player like Brian. So to say he went against Jordan, and Larry was like, you know what, this is toward the end of my career. I can collect these checks. I, I just can't, brother. I just can't. Assassin. Assassin. Hey, he got a better nickname. The Slim Reaper. <laughs> Come on, brother. What's Larry Bird's nickname? Let's see. Larry yeah. Legend. Larry Legend, which is cold uh, to no, me. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, 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 no. Cause nigga, you wild if you name yourself you name your song after Larry Bird. Just keep it real. Kinda yeah. Uh, this Unless is probably the, the funniest. This might the be the funniest nickname. He has a nickname on here called the Hick from French Lick. I uh, no okay, that's better than Slim Reaper. <laughs> no, like no cap. That I don't remember that nickname. Cause they used to say that when he was going. I remember that from the Pistons thirty for thirty. They was like they can't beat the yeah, Hick French Lick. Like, Larry's a bro. I look, bro. It was hard for me, but my bias came into play. I ain't mad at it, G. Look, at least you, look, I, I get it. It's just, I just can't yet, man. I, I just can't. Like, just, I have a sudden newfound appreciation for Larry Bird after this because I'm like, dog, some of the stuff he did was just outrageous. <laughs> even though his back did explode. I have a respect because, like, he did it with a bad back, and also he had double Achilles surgery as well. 
It's they put up numbers. Damn, that man really did need to retire or else he's going to be in a wheelchair. Exactly. So, that nigga literally walks up to Pace's practices limping. <laughs> but, all right, so we all in agreement that LeBron is number one. So, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's literally, it's probably some white people who listen to this and saying, no, nah, Larry Bird's number one, but fuck that. It might be some LeBron had to saying KD's number one. Nigga, sorry. He don't have he don't have the uh what's my man say the facilities uh for that. No. Uh LeBron's number one, uh three time champion. He brought a uh he has a ring in Cleveland, and that's probably gonna be Cleveland's last championship for the rest of this century. Um Shit. Colin Sexton Colin Sexton uh the third shit. This is a very underrated stat right here. 15 time All NBA, uh, six time All Defense, uh, three time All Star MVP. I didn't know you won MVP three times. Uh, three time Finals MVP, of course. Four time MVP, may get a fifth. Uh, and he stole a rookie year from Melo. So. The only blemish LeBron James legit have is being three and six. That's legit. I mean, his only blemish. Yeah, three six. Yeah, that's his only blemish is being part is being three and six in the finals, and like if like literally people used to, like I will say this people used to give Magic flack for because he pretty much went to the finals for an entire decade straight. Uh, if you want, if we really want to keep it funky, because uh, the West was just that bad in the eighties. Uh, which once again shame on Adrian Dantley and Alex English. Uh, but um, but if but people don't really punish Magic though he went five and four, but three and six. But you have to respect the dominance of your era, and LeBron did that. Either way, he just ran into better teams, or the air conditions turned off in San Antonio. But um, but like it's just LeBron's way of just dominance is different. And once again, he probably has another two, three, like good, no, two, three years of being great before, and then probably a career of just being really good to solid. And those going to be the years where we just sit there and be like, damn, he's still adding on to his damn, uh, you dig? Like right now, the nigga, people, he never averaged double digits in assists, and he's about to average double digits in assists this season. And lead the league in assists. So he's about to add assist champ to his resume. Just if he's going at anything this season, he's at least adding assist champ. He's adding assist champ at the very least. Like this season alone, he can add assist champ. He can possibly add an MVP. He can possibly win a championship. He can possibly get a finals MVP. Or and also he can sit there and say, I want I met to the finals in two different conferences. Three different teams. Three different teams, but like um, the conference thing is the also, major point here. My man gonna be first. Wait, he's gonna be. He definitely gonna be first team NBA at age what thirty five, thirty six. Yep. Um, he's gonna have the best. He's gonna have the best team in the West. Yep. And then he's like the, the like, bro. I man, look. Dude. What Listen, that man is doing the- right now is, is a legend, and it's a disrespectful thing. To say that the best small forward of all time is not top five. 
Top three. That was just on some hating shit. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, I don't think, in, I, like, championships don't make a career, but it sure do enhance them up. Um, and his one blemish is that his championships, uh, he, 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 he lost. But let me say this. Shame on him. He went to nine finals in his career. Shame on him. Oh my God, that's so bad that a man went to nine finals in his career. Talk about it, man. That's how I can really say. Y'all trying to shame the man for literally doing for doing what he's supposed to do. But he just ain't always come out the victor. Yeah, I'm really looking at this man's stats. It's kind of wild. <laughs> really freaking wild. <laughs> that put. For majority of his career, he averaged at least over 25 after his rookie year. Technically 26. Doesn't he still have to average 25 for basically the rest of his career? To he has at least the, um, the all-time. It's actually at least 20 to get the scoring uh, thing. I think he could do it. Yeah. I at least 20? Yeah, I definitely, you could get, get 20 out of LeBron every night. For another two, three seasons after that, it's going to be a a grind, as I like to call it. But, but yeah, so nothing else to really add. Like, it's freaking LeBron goddamn James. Uh, some of these nicknames, uh, the L train, is kind of disrespectful. That name would have worked in the, probably in the 70s or 80s. No, you're missing the point. The L train. I know, because of the L. That's hilarious. Obviously, now L takes a different meaning. That's a double entendre right there. <laughs> but yeah, respect to LeBron. Uh, one of literally one of the greatest to ever do it. Top three in my in my book. Uh, and but of course he's the greatest small forward ever. So that concludes our top time all time uh everything positions list. Uh, so. I don't know what we're going to do next, but this is a prime example of we need the NBA to come back. Uh, it'd be greatly appreciated. Didn't you say we were going to do um? We were going to try to do top wrestlers all time. Yes. Or did we already do it? Yeah. No, we didn't do that. So we're actually going to do that. We're going to do that two weeks from now because I need to think. That's yeah, that's one I'm still thinking on. So Daytra, what's your magic number for top wrestle top all time wrestlers you want to do? You said a magic number. All time yeah. wrestlers? Yes. Y'all about to hate me. 45. I thought it was going to be lower than that. That's at 45. Okay. What'd you say? Chris okay. said five. No, I thought. <laughs> five? No, it's too many wrestlers to say five. No, yeah. we can do 20. 20? All right, because I'm about to say. I was going to say 20 is a good number. I was going to challenge myself and do 45, G. But yeah. Harley Race, oh. bro. Exactly. I've never seen a Harley Race match in my life, and I really nigga, don't you go on the network right now because he might actually be <laughs> I don't top really. twenty. Harley Race on the network, bro. <laughs> Bruno San Martino, like, like I'm not signing the 40, Louis Stess. <laughs> I need to see, bro. I, I now I, I do need to yo, see that match. Yo, 
I need to see lose, how that original move press. turned out. Yo, lose press used to jump on niggas and the match was over, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he used to leap on niggas. Come in number 30, a, so- a certified killer, Jimmy Snooker. Okay, you know what? On that note, we're ending the podcast. Uh, (laughs) We appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on Threes from the Ring at Threes from the Ring on Twitter. I'm letting y'all know now. Benoit might break my break my top. I and yeah, we're definitely (laughs) trying to look, man. We're definitely on that note. Going uh in the episode right there. We do not in no shape or fashion support murderers. But at the same time, if you want to talk about murderers with us, please do not DM us about thump said murderers. So we appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you follow you tweaking media on whatever platform you're listening to us on Google Podcasts, uh Spotify, especially Spotify, because since Joe Rogan get a hundred million dollars, then can I get a hundred thousand dollars? And I'm just starting low because hey, I believe in myself and we're gonna work our way high. But Either way, listen to us on Spotify so Spotify can uh, get us the bag, subscribe, all that good stuff. Apple, if you just want to throw me the bag as well, I'm gladly to take $1 million from you niggas because, hey, y'all niggas definitely got a bag because we all got iPhones in this bitch. Um, so whatever platform you listen to us on, throw us the bag because uh, we can potentially be better than Joe Rogan, man. Definitely on the real. So, but make sure you like, subscribe, all that good stuff. You tweak your media, G, because we got some teams. Appreciate you guys for listening. And once again, we do not support murderers on this podcast. Peace. Alvita Zane. Nighty night.